Mesh tank top. I did not see that as an option. What about mankini? Just the star on your balls? It's probably because it's not on Zazzle, but bejazzle.com. Do you really need one? Wait, do I need one or should I have one? That's two entirely different questions. It's like when it's on the list of (laughs) ten things every man should own. I have never in my life been in the kind of shape where I could pull off a mesh tank top. It's all about confidence. It's not about your actual physical shape. I believe you're confident enough to pull it off. And I'm willing to buy one to try it out. Situation normal. All, all fouled up. This is Snafu. All right, welcome back to another episode of Snafu. Uh, I'm your host, Rick. With me is Pat. Hey, guys. Jeff. Howdy. Dale. Hey, guys. The interrupter. Not that anyone knows what that means, because we'll cut that all out. But well, before the end of the episode, they're going to definitely know what that means now. Normally, yeah. That'll happen a couple more times, I'm sure. Okay. That wasn't Ooh. me. Is that a beer or Mountain Dew? Mountain Dew, unfortunately. Yeah, oh, it's okay. I need a drink. That'd be great. Yeah, I was thinking we should record it tomorrow, because I don't have to work on Thursday. Yeah, I thought about that, but then I thought maybe people... Tonight, tonight's the... Somebody said Thursday wasn't good. Yeah, well, Thursday's, Thursday's awful. We'd all I'm, be I'm sorry, Wednesday. Sleep. I mean oh. Wednesday. I didn't have any problem with Wednesday. I'm off until Monday, so... I wasn't sure if people were going to need to cook or not for Thanksgiving stuff. I didn't know, so I wanted to kind of like avoid it. And it's, it's, all good, man. it's all good, It's all good. It's your last chance to get stuff from the grocery store or whatnot. So anyway, we're recording just after the Operation Snafu. So we'll get into that in a little bit, but I thought we would... Uh, does anyone, you know... Hobby updates? Do we have hobby updates? Really? I don't... I haven't, like, not have anything right now. The Gurkhas are sitting on the painting table as we speak. Yeah, I cleaned my painting table, so I'm with you. Yeah, Dale, you have hobby stuff. Yeah, I painted a bunch of um, Vikings for a saga (laughs) tournament. (laughs) (laughs) That you damn damn near won, quite honestly. Yeah, it was totally fluky, so I was kind of hoping that something would happen. Yeah, you um, got close. Um, Yeah. and that yeah, was, it was the same tournament that we were at. They had a it was. saga event. But mostly, um, mostly I want to talk a, about that, not because of the Vikings or Saga or anything like that, but because I got to use that um, that new lamp from GC Minis, and it's actually really, really sweet. So I was happy to, to end up with that. Yeah, it is a pretty pretty darn good lamp, I would say. It saves your eyes quite a bit, I'm sure. Yeah, it does. So now I'm ready to um, try the... Um, get a new airbrush the harder and steam back that we were talking about this weekend too yep. so i got that on my list okay an epic man epic those are yeah those are nice it might be time to yeah. you, you might want to think about upgrading the old air compressor there if that's going to be the case now we'll have to talk about that i guess i should probably work out which one i should upgrade first but you're probably right so i feel like you're gonna it's gonna be like kind of like driving a ferrari on like 87 gas like you know what I'm saying, like the the crappiest octane gas you can buy. 
I don't, you're just not going to get the, the quality of air pressure that you're probably looking for. Yeah. <laughs> I've never actually, that's, that can't be a thing, can it? It, it can actually. This air compressor is. produces a better flow of air than another more, one? No, it typically is more a more consistent. even flow. Yeah, it's yes. not, you don't get spurts and you don't get like. I guess up. I've never had that problem. That you know of. They, they do make pills for that. I was going to say, my wife seems to be very satisfied, so <laughs> she could just be, but, you know. But here's the thing, Dale. See, if you're, you could be experiencing spurts, but you've only ever known the spurts, so you don't know you're experiencing the spurts, see. Right. You work with something Because you've only ever used the, the that, not, I won't call it a very bad air compressor. I have the same one, and it works, but I think you might experience some you might see some more gains from getting a nicer air compressor. Well, I'm wondering if if perhaps it'll be easier to justify the expense of a new high-quality air compressor if I already have a kick-ass air brush. <laughs> so. yeah, that's true. I mean, it Possible, might be. Yeah. And then just sneak the other one in. It's fine. Yeah, you know, you gotta, you know, you got to justify all these things. In right. any event, that's um, that's kind of where I'm at in regards okay. to but it's kind of a cool spot because now that everything's done, I don't actually have anything I need to hobby for. So I'm kind of excited about what's ahead. At the moment, until we start planning next year's super awesome, well, we'll see. We'll get let's to that. Get, let's get to that later. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I don't know if there's any other hobby updates. I don't have any. I just cleaned my desk. I'm like ready to <laughs> sit down and actually paint something again. I got, I got excited about it. Now I might get to those Americans for a little bit here, hopefully. I'd be That'd be awesome. Yeah. Especially since they got all those extra models at uh Operation Snafu. Right. So there are a bunch of new models that I have sitting in bags now. <laughs> so Yeah. Um so yeah, we What? 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 There was a hell of a good sale in the uh Oh right, right, right. Okay. Yeah, I bought like up. every yeah, American the vendor thing. The vendor yeah. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, our, all their swag bags had a bunch of Americans in them. You didn't grab those, did you? Yeah, I actually just went around and stole them out of everyone's bags <laughs> while they were playing. Jesus. What do you think I was doing? Yeah. No, no, they had that super killer deal on those. Like, I'm guessing they're not in production anymore. Uh, I'm no. sure. No. Uh, those were, uh, what were they? Uh, Berliner, Berliner Bust? Bust? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, no, they do still have some stuff. No, they do, because they're actually made by Old Glory. would still be in production, but they're still out there. Yeah. Hmm. They just say Old Glory makes them, so they actually do still exist. So, I don't know. They were The price was right, so can't complain too yeah, much. Yeah, that price you couldn't have beat. My goodness. Mm. No. Everyone had to, like, refrain when they saw them. They're like, I don't need six more armies. Right. So, anyway, uh, so let's, let's step back. So, before Operation Snafu happened, we had an event, well... I shouldn't say it was we, it was our club. So we're affiliated with a group of guys that are, we, we call ourselves Club Auto Break. And they're probably, I don't know, what do you want to say, 20 guys? Over sure. the course of our history? Or just kind of like right now? <laughs> well, or, no, we're not talking about the people we've kicked out or quit because they hate us. Let's just talk about the guys that we have that kind yeah, of regularly really show quit. Up. They just kind of quit showing up. So Sans yeah. cast-offs. Um, uh, let's... Well, we had 12 that were originally kind of signed up, but there were a few more beyond that. So Yeah, I feel like we have close to, I don't know, 15, 16 guys that would regularly show up at, at uh, on game night. Yeah, we're super in popular. In some respect. We're, we're, <laughs> yeah, we're bragging about how cool we are at, about playing nerdy games at a game store. So We're no, alpha nerds. 
<laughs> We're alpha nerds. Yeah, I don't think that's really true. But uh, I, I don't think there is such a thing as an alpha nerd. Well, you wouldn't because I'm the alpha. Yeah, that's right. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, um, then. <laughs> there we go. Sorry, I don't know what's going on tonight. I'll bite you. No. It, it all no, started you, with that singing you were doing. You got you got a little you got a little pokey to it. It's good. Well, got no, a wire, he's got a wire crossed somewhere. While I'm working at work, I've had all these uh, British panel shows going on, and they're pretty vicious to each other. It's all it's all very hilarious. So I'm still trying to work in the hilarity of it. I'm just vicious right now. We'll let okay. you know when you get there. Yeah. There's this, there's this show called Eight Out of Ten Cats. Definitely recommend it. Like eight out of nine, you would recommend eight out of nine cats? Eight out of ten no. cats? Eight out of no, nine. I'm recommending the show Eight Out of Ten Cats. Eight out of ten cats, okay. Yeah. Now be careful which one you Google. So this is my recommendation, not Rick's. Or not Rick's, but Jeff's. Yeah, it's probably, yes. Just Google it all. Just Google it all. Turn your safe I, search off and Google it. That's the way to go is just, you know, take Live the safety dangerously. off. but yeah there's like there's 12 that signed up but we probably have between 15 and 20 guys in the group so we as a group decided that instead of doing a tournament or anything else we that we were going to go away for a long weekend as a group which we all were like i don't know if this is gonna be a good idea or not like we we weren't sure if this was gonna work well yeah because most of us have gone to tournaments and stayed in the same hotel and stuff like that but and all hated each other yeah. Well, no, we got got along fine, but we all were playing in tournaments and not really interacting twenty four seven with each other. Right. To, that, you know, that was a big difference in this in this, and yeah, I think that was one of the big things that we've always done is we like we do go away for tournaments together, and we all you know have a good time. We're all we drive there together. We carpool, whatnot. Yep. We we get to tell war stories about all the cool stuff that happened, but this was decided it was going to be something a little different. So, uh, so Kurt, Kurt, one of the other club mates, and I kind of discussed this a while ago, and we actually pushed, we pulled the trigger on it, and we actually found a place that we could rent that had a lot of beds in it. it was huge. It was you know, and it was only a couple hours away, so it was like it's probably a shorter drive than any other tournament that we go to. Mm-hmm. And it was, I think, a pretty nice little place to go. But we, you know, we didn't have an, we had, it was an open agenda. Everyone just brought a bunch of board games and bolt action. And I, I'm pretty sure we had all the board games there. We were pretty close to being our own game store at that place. It's really sad yeah. and cool all at the same time. Yeah, we, and we can get to the ups and downs of this, but I thought, yeah, we could talk about this a little bit because I think we all, I think, spoiler alert, we all really enjoyed ourselves. I think that was one of the things that I got out of it is that it was a super fun time for all of us. I hope yeah. everyone did. Yep, well, definitely. Other, the other takeaway is that Twilight Imperium is a really long game. Yeah. Well, and the third takeaway is that Rick and Pat are afraid of bears. The ultimate takeaway is that Jeff is an ass. Yeah, yeah, there we go. That's really what it comes down to. Well, we it's, it's more everyone of a, knows that. It's more of a confirmation right. and less of a takeaway. Sure, I mean. yes. Sure. Yeah. And it was pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> so also the, leave it to the aliens to score more points than half of the club because they're shit at games. Oh my god! <laughs> what was that game called anyway? It was uh, legend, legend something. Legendary, legendary encounters with an alien theme. 
Yeah, so it's the legendary deck building game, but it was oh, you know I Actually, saw that one on Miniature Markets uh, Holiday Special. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's yeah. because no one can beat it. Flipping and, aliens and, just and did not things. buy it. No, yeah. I was going to say it seemed like the hardest variant of legendary that I've ever encountered. No kidding. Yeah, That's it was the only one I've played. Do they, they don't all suck that badly. Uh, a lot oh. of the like no, like the original one, like the Marvel one, is fun. actually not nearly as bad. It's fun. It's and it's hard, but it's not. Like, you've got to like get card uh, this card on this spot and then kick it out the door, like that kind of crazy stuff is ridiculous. So yep. That level of of stuff was is impossible. Yeah. Anyway, right. So we played a bunch of games all weekend. A lot right? of games. Yeah. We even got a couple games of bolt action in. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if we want to talk about that one, Pat, because I think you were not very excited about that second game. A well, salty pot, Pat made an appearance. Yes, well, rightfully so because he kept mm-hmm. failing his tiger fears and just twice, just twice, just, you know, just twice, which only took out half the force. You know, yeah, no big deal. You only it got three brutal. tanks on the table. <laughs> like, <laughs> fail it twice and then shit gets blown up. No, I think we, pl- uh, Kevin and Kevin and I myself played a game of bolt action. And he, you guys actually played sectors. Yeah, he royally the... trounced me. And I totally pack. forgot the the objective of the game. Like, read your damn manual. Right. So read the I put all of my guys in the same sector, and I'm like, well, I'm just going to score a bunch of points in this one. That's no. It's that's uh, RTFP. <laughs> read yeah. the packet. Yeah. Yep. Oh, I won this one sector. Shit. I'm like, that's not good. So Kevin, Kevin killed me pretty good. And then we played a game of Tank Wars, and that was... Uh, that's a 2v2 oh. Tank Wars. So yes. Me and Kevin against uh, you and Dale. Correct. Yeah, 1,500 points aside. No. That's not 2,000? Was it 2,000 points aside? I think aside? it was 2,000 aside. Okay, 2,000 aside. Because we had, on, on the German the German side, because we had just Germans, was a Tiger 2? Tiger 2. And two Pumas. And then I can't remember what your big tank was. Did you have you had two Panzer fours? Did you have a uh, don't Panther? Recall. I, I, I had four or five tanks. So. Yeah, you had mostly Panzer fours. Yeah, I thought I it was mostly had, Panzer fours. You had three Panzer fours and something else. Mm-hmm. Maybe you had four Panzer fours. I can't recollect. But we we had lots of big stuff and then lots of fast stuff. We had a couple of Fireflies. Um, what's that other American? That other big dog American tank? The Hellcat. No. You didn't get the Hellcat on the table. That's no, right. the, the big one. Yeah, the the Pershing? Yes, the Pershing was out there. That's right. The, he did have the Pershing out there. Yep. And some other little Shermans. and Yeah. The, the, the Tiger Fear, when there's multiple sources of Tiger Fear, has a whole different element to it, let me tell you. And when, and when you're talking vehicles, okay, so if a unit fails the Tiger Fear, it just goes down right where it is. Now in the vehicle fails that that order check they have to back up and the backing up in a game of tank wars generally means you're no longer in cover right and mm-hmm. your side gets exposed and you, your flank gets exposed and uh, then a couple side the, shots then all the other tanks kind of zero in and blow you up it wasn't particularly it was um yeah tank that the tiger fear sucked for that well dale and i had a good time I'm sure you did. Winning is a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, well, we had a winning strategy. And we, yeah. we also had, it, it's also the difference I think we talked about is that 
um, you know, normal game of bolt action, you've got, you're rolling multiple dice, and then once in a while you're rolling a die. Well, in the game of Tank Wars, you're pretty much rolling a die every time, and that gets, you know, gets really kind of swingy on those type of things, because you guys were getting the fours and fives, and we were getting twos and threes. And that's a world of difference on the wound chart. Yeah, yeah. Only at, at 2,000 points as well. It's not like you have a, another 1,000 points to back up when things go south. So Right, which I think is why the Tank Wars kind of generically uh, spells out 3,000 points for a, a standard game. Yeah, it makes sense. Yep. Well, so we we played that game. So, mm-hmm. And I think that was all the bolt action we played. Yeah, we only correctly. got the two games in. That's mm-hmm. all we did, and then we tore that down, and we started playing other games. But So the idea, like... I think the reason why we're bringing this up and why we're talking about it at all is that, you know, this is a, this is a, we've been a club for 20 years. All of the, a lot of the guys that we play with have been around for, I want to say at least about 10. Yeah. At least 10 for the most part. We have some new folks rolling through, but yeah. But for the most part, a lot of these guys have been coming around for a long time. And this is kind of the first time that we've ever been at a thing where we're just like, we you know we cooked we we cooked breakfast lunch and dinner together we ate lunch breakfast lunch and dinner together as a whole group kind of we, for the most we part we drank morning noon and night together <laughs> and, and, and middle of the night and middle of the night yes. and yeah quite honestly and, and then the next morning after that yes yeah there were uh, I don't think there was I didn't brain go to cells bed being be- killed all over the place yeah I didn't go to bed before three any of the nights I don't believe no it was it, it was pretty late but the 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 gist of it is basically this is a great way for a group to have a good time, have no pressure. I mean, other than social awkwardness pressure, but you get over that pretty quick when you're drinking. And then, you know, just have a good time and not, you know, not feel the pressure of having to go to a tournament or spend all your time at a tournament instead of hanging out with your friends. Yep. It's great so, club building exercise. Right. It's like team building or something. Yeah, it actually ended up being being a lot a lot like that. It was, it was, it was a great time. Fantastic. Yeah, I can safely say I know more about some of the people I didn't know whether <laughs> they're uh, talked to on a regular basis, and know more about some of you than I really cared to. At the same time, and one of the one of the big things is that you know, I mean, there's the four of us, and a fair number of the other guys do play bolt action, but we're not playing it every single week. We try to play it about every other week, and so in those other weeks, we're you know, board games or, or other things. And, and the tricky bit is that, you know, we all go through the different phases of games and, and what we're interested in or availability and stuff like that. And this ended up just being a really good opportunity for everybody to come together and just have a really kick-ass time hanging out and doing the stuff that we love. And Bolt Action was a part of that. But it wasn't the only thing that we did. So so good on, on you Rick and, and Kurt for kind of putting it together. I, I really appreciate it, and I had a great time. So, mm-hmm. oh, Thanks. And it's, yeah, not, and it's not often you get to play two games of Twilight Imperium in a weekend. <laughs> right. Same, the same idea, day. Same day, man. Same day, even. Yes. Oh, is, Christ. Is that we're kind of talking a little bit about it because it totally worked for us, and we think that, you know, we don't, we don't all play in isolation. You know, talk to your friends, figure something out, and definitely do it on your own. It's just... Yeah, it's just a great time. So, yeah, it's way different than you know getting away to a tournament where you know your day is just booked playing these games. And for me, you know, game three on the first day is always just so 
taxing because I don't play that length of time normally otherwise. You know, normally it's an evening, you play a game, you're done, you did whatever else during the day. That it's just, it, it's just, I almost hate it sometimes. And then I usually don't have my best game in there either, and that causes other problems. So that this was kind of nice that you could play or not play whenever the hell you wanted. Hell, even Friday afternoon, I just went and took a nap just because. That was kind of nice. Yeah. Right? It it was probably for the better because you weren't feeling super hot at that point. So <laughs> there was that too. You bounced back pretty good though, I will say. Yeah. So yeah, we just thought we'd you know I don't know if that's a plug or whatever whatever you want to call it, but it's an encouragement to go hang out with your clubmates without having to feel like you have to go to a tournament. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, there's a lot of pressure sometimes around those kinds of scenarios and. You know, it's just, you know, give it give it a chance. You know, hang out with your friends and don't make it all about one thing. Make yep. it about all sorts of stuff. Because then some of the quieter guys might you find out what they're about and what they're interested in and you sit down and play games you've never played before or or whatever the case may be. It's a good time. Yeah, totally. I played some game out of the eighties. <laughs> um, and we ended up nuking the crap out of each other, and it was a good time. Yeah, who the hell knew that you would that Dale would be the one to nuke everyone? Well, in all, I, I in didn't all fairness, I threw I the first it. nuke. Oh, okay, Pat and Dale doing nuclear arms race over there. It was Dave. 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 It was Dave. <laughs> Dave nuked the entire United States. I just want to put that on him. Well, that's just what happens when you play with uh, thermal nuclear war here. Well, and that's the other thing, too, is that game was, as Dale mentioned, it developed in the 80s where, you know, people, you know, throwing nukes around was, it was, it was a little more of a serious threat then. And so it was a little more reserved. I remember the first time I played that game, probably 90 or 91, it took a couple of games before anyone we were playing regularly actually went ahead and put a nuke down on the table. But after we did, it was no, it was no problem whatsoever. (laughs) Right. Once that, once that jar has been opened, it's pretty hard to close it again. Yeah. Only regret is that we didn't get a game of Axis and Allies in. Did someone uh, have that with us? I did. Oh. Damn, I, I didn't I, know you had that because I would have totally thrown down for that. I did. <laughs> in fact, it hasn't even been played yet. Everything's still in a new plastic bag. Wow. Oh, Killing I did, man. I feel like we got to play a, quite, quite the variety of games in some, well, not that many, I guess, when you look at it. But we got a lot of board games in. It was really fun. Board games, to, card games. I got to play a lot of long games, so the number isn't high, but I had a hell of a lot of fun. Yeah, I think that's how I – we were – one of the things we did do was keep track of all of the wins on the board, and that's where we were talking about the aliens getting a pretty damn high score is because we kept playing that game for some reason, and the aliens kept winning, so we put them on the board. But I do believe – oh, yes, right. I, won, I, I had the most I think wins. you had the most points, yes, did. didn't you? Yes. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. But that's because like half of you guys were locked into a freaking game of Twilight Imperium to the death. And then you did it again. So I'm like, well, we get to play all sorts of games today. And yeah, we I played in miniatures for a while, too. So <laughs> You did. <laughs> I, I got them out and said I was going to paint them and then didn't paint any of them. So I, I got like maybe three All right. They, they kept me company all on my own. Sitting <laughs> just sitting there staring at you. <laughs> I was hoping if I put them out and like set them near your stuff, you might actually just paint them. Like, oops, I got your guys. Sorry. Sorry, Rick accidentally painted all your stuff. Yeah. Oh, man, I'm totally <laughs> bummed about that. Oh, that's too bad. No. Um, yeah, It was that, mostly to get Mike off his ass to do some of his paintings. So. Yeah, that was really what I was trying to get. He never even primed happen. anything there. How'd no, he didn't touch a thing. No. It's okay. Everyone, you, has their, 
I mean, I can understand if that's not his thing to to want to paint. I think Dale likes painting way more than Mike does. So, and I actually had a tough time painting there because I didn't have good light. I didn't have the cool arc that Dale had. So, right, like that would have made a significant difference in my amount of painting I wanted to get done because it was too too yellowy dim. So, mm-hmm. it didn't work out very well. It was it was cabin light. It was very much cabin light. You could have so, painted right by that beautiful uh, fireplace light. Yeah, and melt all my models. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, and that's another thing. Not This is very non-sequitur, but apparently Doritos make very good kindling. Thank Told you, Jeff. Yeah, we did learn that. <laughs> well well played, Jeff. Yeah. Told you. <laughs> yeah, apparently Fritos you can just, do the same trick, too. Fritos apparently do the same trick, but just light a Dorito and fire next time you want to start a fire because they burn really well. Don't do it in the house, though. Do it outside, please. Yeah. Mm. Like smoky Doritos. And then remember, you're putting a ton of those in your body when you eat them. So Right. Well, it's, it's just, you like, know, that's the calories. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't think there's anything else to add, but we can kind of like, well, do you want to take a break? We, we, you got to go with the, the bear story, Jeff. Go ahead oh, yeah, I suppose one. we can tell the bear kinda, story. You kind of preluded in the beginning. <laughs> well, um, you should also talk about how we found the wood in the first place. Sure. As well. Okay, so long st- I'll, I'll, I'll get, take it. Get, get the, set the whole thing up. Sure, sure, I'll set Long's, it up. Okay, d- go for it, Rick. Do it. Yeah, so we we get to this cabin, and it's supposed to be set up for us for the weekend. We get there, and, you know, I don't know that he had expected it to snow, but it actually snowed, I want to say, almost six inches. Well, it that, might have been even more than that, yeah. yeah. It's It snowed ten inches in Duluth, which is about half an hour north of where we were. So it was quite a bit of snow on the ground, and we were kind of like, ah... Uh, Where's the where's the firewood that he said was going to be out? Like I, I had gotten an email because I had signed up for it, and he told me that it would be in this spot. It wasn't there, so I I emailed him again and asked him a question. Basically said, "Hey, where's the firewood?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, it's like it's around the back of the barn." And I'm like, uh, "Okay." So we, well, and here's where you can come in. Is basically they told us the firewood is in the back of the back of the barn, which is not that easy to find. Well, right. and it, it's also alluded to the fact that there's actually bear country out there. Yes, we we're we're in northern Minnesota, which is which is very firmly bear. Well, country. outside of Duluth, and yes, there is definitely black bears in that area. Yes. Yep. You you want me to grab? Okay, so yes, yeah, so you grab it from here. Sure. So the wood pile Ow, behind ass. the barn that we find is is literally a, you know almost sixty seventy yards from the from the cabin. Right. You got to go across. Where you park and around behind this barn, back to this other that looks like a something out of a you know Texas Chainsaw Massacre looking barn back there that you'd see stuff swinging in. But and then here's the wood pile. And so yeah, the theme of the whole place changes once you get kind of out of the perimeter of yeah. the house. Yes, it does. Well, it's a farm, and I mean, if you've never been on a farm, it's can be intimidating if you don't know what those buildings are used for. So, but uh, anyway, we get back to the wood pile. You know, we're back there. Two of the guys took some wood in us, and then Pat, Rick, and I are standing there. And Rick's Pat's loading Rick up, and Rick's got a nice big armload of wood, and Pat's got some wood in his hands. And I didn't really feel like carrying wood at this point, so <laughs> <laughs> I kind of I kind of look past Pat and Rick, I look over their shoulders behind them, and and just as quickly as I could, bear, 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 and I took off running fast as I could. Hoping that, you know, they might get a little startled. And I, I get around the side of the barn, and if you saw me, you know I can't run very far. So I start laughing and about fall on my face. And I turn around, and here's Rick hauling ass with he's He didn't drop the wood. He took the wood with him and ran. <laughs> Pat's got two pieces in his hand, so 
you know, and, and there's no bear. I'm just messing with them because I'm mean. <laughs> but uh, I think I might have made it actually if there had been a bear. I don't you know. Cert- you certainly passed your bluff check. There's no doubt about that. Um, ah! What I, I still want to tell you. Why do you think I had all that firewood? <laughs> Wasn't to throw at the bear, it was to throw at you. I at least had well, I at least had two pieces in my hand to do <laughs> to, to drop later, I guess. I don't know. I, I I might be able to outrun you when you have an armload of wood. I was gonna say I figured I might still be fast enough with an armful of wood and I really didn't want to pick it all up because that would have been a pain in the ass. That was hilarious. I, I'm like, to be I know. perfectly fair. As well as he sold it, if I had been you, Rick, that should have been on the ground. Yeah, sure. <laughs> You should have known the jig was up because I don't run for anything. (laughs) (laughs) Not even a bear. No. Not a real bear anyway. You'd have been just like, ah, fuck, not again. If there'd have been a real bear, I like you guys enough, if there'd been a real bear, I would have let you know. But I would have backed away slowly and maybe told you when I was around the corner. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you'd be like, hey, guys, let's just go over here real quick. There was a bear over there. (laughs) Everybody nice and slow. We're going to go back to the cabin. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Other than that, I mean, you know, it was like the perfect. Other than that, it was for... a very boring weekend. Yeah, <laughs> it really was. I mean, not no, it wasn't boring, but it was quiet. There was no other events that really took place, other than, you know, we we get there and they're like, nope, the ca- the the basement's locked. Um, what else was there? It was oh, it was Halloween weekend. And, and the basement's know. locked. That was and there's like a little shed dollhouse thing outside that the doors creaks open on. Yeah, that, like the first night we were there, it was closed, and the second night it was open. We're like, oh, geez, Louise, like what yeah. is going on? It was awesome, but it was, it, you know, it kind of set it up for a murder scene, like a, you know, like one of those horror movies. But we would have we're here. We would have had have some women with us. We would have been in trouble. Yeah, yeah. Or well, if we hadn't been just bad. been all been boring white guys. Yeah, we'd made a lousy movie. You know, if someone had just gone up and taken a shower when that happened, I'm sure the killer would have shown up. There you go. There you go. Yep. <laughs> So, yeah, no, I think we had a good time. So, that's all I got. Yeah, get your, get your mates together and go rent a, go rent a place in the middle of nowhere and take off all your clothes and smear grease all over you and have a great time. Jesus. Well then. I must, really have, missed, I must have missed that. That must be yeah. a different weekend. <laughs> that was the first night before you got in there. Oh, that's right. That was. Well, you all did go to sleep, so. <laughs> And you've been drinking really heavily. So. Yeah, no, it's fair. It was nice Blackout's that it was nice good. that my my room actually did have a lock on the door. <laughs> he locked us all out. You right. know there were keys. I'm just saying. Okay. Well, I I had one key and I don't think it would open his door. I'm just I'm just saying. But I, I, the other one what thing I will say about it: creepy lock on the bathroom door with the keypad thing. Yeah, that, that was, was weird. That was, that was weird. weird. That was odd. I don't know what to think about that, but I'm not going to think too hard or about it. Or what about, well, the other one, the bathroom, the toilet was open to the master bedroom, so. Yeah, that one <laughs> was, was like, yeah, that was the opposite end. It's like, hi, yeah. you can stay in bed, and I'm going to poop and watch you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not well, going to happen. Well, Dave said it was very freeing when he tried it. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, because like it was like exposed to all the windows in the front of the house, too, which didn't help things any. But the one more, the one other thing I'm going to say, not that we've, like, we've, talked about this for way too long already is that you know the typical weekend away you know costs yeah you know, i would say a tournament usually costs about two hundred dollars more two to three hundred yeah. depending food stuff, on food, gas, how whatever. you eat yeah and like how you how many you bunk up and whatnot um this was this was a i would almost say maybe cheaper a little That's bit because 
because we were able yeah. to grocery shop and cook for ourselves, which was actually very nice. It kind of gave us the ability to, you know, eat dinner when we wanted to and the alcohol eat was a cheaper. little better. The alcohol the was alcohol definitely was much cheaper. Yeah. Everyone just grabbed a bottle and that was pretty much it. So Even with the bear fights. And let's be honest, the only way you're ever going to win a weekend like this is at not a tournament, so. Yeah. <laughs> fair. Uh, that's not fair at all. That was terrible. Well, we should have got, got trophies. <laughs> yeah, you guys need to give me a trophy. Hey, I, I had thought about hey, that. Hey, you, you scored more points than the rest of us, so yeah. you won. I had thought about that, but I never had the time. I wanted to put together like a the auto break bingo card. <laughs> like yeah. like a bunch of little stuff from like the dollar store and just little gizmos and trinkets and stuff like that, but I just ran out of time to do it. Should have done like a, a traveling kind of like, well, this year or like the half year cup. or whatever it's going to be. Yeah, where, you know, Rick pulled the first the first annual one, so. I'll find you a tiny bear statue. <laughs> it should have a bear on the top of this. <laughs> I mean, we might try and go back to the same place. Hell, that place was amazing. Everyone had a bad... That was the other thing I was going to say is that because of the cost, I think everyone had their own bed other than Kurt and myself, but we slept in a king. So it was kind of like we had our own beds. So yeah, I, it was nice. Yeah, technically, I think it's supposed to be able to sleep 14, but that's with a couple of shares. Well, it's like, because, like, I don't know about you, Dale, but I was on a, a bunk bed futon kind of thing, and no one was sleeping on the top bunk. So yeah, I was in the same situation as you. Yeah. And there so was there a couple weird beds. Escher, Escher kids' room with like four beds that overlapped each other. <laughs> Which mm-hmm. someone did end up sleeping on one of them. I think Dave room. was in there. Dave was in Dave. there. I think Mike slept in there. And then and, I think Mike squeaked in too. Eric slept in there the last night. Yeah. He slept up on the on one of the Escher beds, which is was like in one of the bunk beds. I was a little worried. Yeah, it was. I can't yeah, because really none of us are little guys. No. So well, it was more like there's no guardrails, and I don't know that that there are that many men used to sleeping in tiny little bunk beds. Did Eric ever change out of his pajamas on Friday? We finally or was it like a full-on pajama day for him? We shamed him into it about 6 p.m. Yeah, it was. It was after dinner. Yeah, we shamed him into it. Oh, God. There were a lot of sweatpants being worn or pajamas being worn by some individual. Well, no, hey, you know what? The, the first thing I saw when I came in and Jeff had his slippers on, I'm like, God damn it, that's a brilliant idea. Why did yeah, I, I should have done the same. I couldn't find one of them, so otherwise I would have had mine too, so. All right, I think we'll take a short break, and we'll come back, and we'll talk about Operation Snafu. Unless there's anything else we want to talk about with this. No, year. put a pin in it. I think we're good. Yeah. We've, we've talked long enough about our cool shenanigans, and everyone can be jealous of us because we're cool. Do it. All right, it. we'll be right back in three minutes.
All right, welcome back. Uh, hope you like the music. It's the same game as always. If you guys haven't figured it out, I don't know what the music is yet. In fact, I may not be picking it this time, shockingly enough. Um, so we're going to get into Operation Snafu now so we can talk about all the, the stuff that we did to make this tournament fun. Awesome. Hopefully. Awesome. The best. Well, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Well, the you, best we could do. We, we the were, best we could we do. We were a right. pretty good part of the Renegade Open. In fact, we had a lot of people stopping by saying, yeah, everyone says they got to come by and see your terrain because it's pretty kick-ass. Oh, cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, like at least a half dozen people from for, from the 40K came over and said, yeah, I said I was told to come down and check out you guys, your terrain because it hurts really good. I'm like, okay, cool. Thanks. It was. You guys did a great job. Yeah, you guys did. I didn't. You guys did. <laughs> you did an excellent job of sourcing Yes. Fill in terrain. <laughs> there you go. Yes, that was my, that was, I found the good people that make good terrain. Mm-hmm. You outsourced well enough, you could be a call center. <laughs> <laughs> You're in, uh, that's a bad joke, never mind. Yeah, we're, <laughs> thanks for stopping. <laughs> thanks for stopping. All right. So, yeah, so I think we can, so for those unfamiliar, if you this is your first episode, which I'm hoping it's not, but if it is. We ran Go listen to the other 14 after you've done yeah, that. Come right. back to this no, one. No, first, yeah. welcome to the show. Not yeah, well, you can skip number four. That was pretty bad. I think number two was pretty awful, too. Yeah, okay. It gets better after one. One. Through, one through 14 have been pretty okay-ish. This is 17, right? This is 16. Well, one never got released. Well, you're right. I guess there's that one, that, that, the one that, that, that will never be named. Oh, no, it'll be a it'll be a bonus feature on our DVD in like ten years. <laughs> when they on say the what's a DVD? <laughs> yeah, ten years will not be DVD. It'll be bonus content on iTunes or something. Anyway, so we ran a tournament last weekend. This is the week of Thanksgiving, so we ran a week a tournament at Renegade, which is a growing convention. I think they had two hundred ish people last year. No, I don't even think it was that many because okay. well. They only had, so last year I think they had, obviously their 40K, that's where their, their roots are, and I think they added a couple of games, uh, like Malifaux, I don't know if they had X-Wing, they might have had Infinity. They yeah, they had Infinity. X-Wing and Infinity. Okay. Yeah, and yep. Armada, I think, although it might, that might have got canceled. No, I think it might no, have only been, I think they got like, they had like six or eight War Machine players, I think they had maybe 14 Infinity players, and then they and that had was, some, That was still back at uh, Fantasy Flight. Correct. Event center. Yep. The event center in Roseville. So, and I think, so they probably had about 100, maybe 120 last year. It seems about right. I feel like that might have been, I, I can spec, we can speculate all day long. It was, it wasn't very big, and I feel like they've grown, they, they were just over 400 attendees this year across all of the different game systems that they had. 425 registered, they had just about 400 that actually arrived. Okay. So they had 425 people that pay, that paid. <laughs> and some of them just decided not to show up. Or got sick. Falls. Yeah, there were some sick people, I suppose. It's kind of that time of year that everyone starts to get a feel, gets to feel. Well, get your feel yeah, we, we lost a few that weren't feeling well, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Nope, we did. Um, so, yeah, it was a, at a hotel in Plymouth, Minnesota, which is a suburb just kind of, what, west of West, west of Minneapolis. Yep. Yeah. West. Yeah, so it was a... It's a. They have lots of little rooms. 
I don't know how else to describe it. It's kind of a maze. It's kind of, I don't know when, what era that. By rooms, building. he means conference rooms, not hotel rooms. Yeah, that's right. essentially what it was. They were just all, con- they were all conference rooms and not so much uh, banquet halls. There were two fairly sizable banquet halls, but we weren't in I think there was a, a, a dozen different game systems, too, or right around there. Yeah, I think that's probably pretty close. There were hobby seminars. Um, so, I mean, these guys are kind of modeling themselves after Adepticon, not. I don't think they anticipate trying to grow that big right away, but they're kind of trying to give everyone something to do for a weekend, which I think is kind of a cool idea. They they did have a vendor hall this year, so I think they had four or five companies show up. Yeah, I think there were at least there were at least five in there. There was one another one outside of there as well, selling uh, X Wing stuff. So and then they had like a bits trading area. They had all they they had all of the stuff that Adepticon has, but in a much smaller scale at this point. They yeah. had hobby seminars. I think I said that already. Yep. But Badger was there supporting them, which was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Muse on minis. Muse on minis. Yep. Who also did all of the tournament awards, so all the trophies were from them as well. Uh, Dreamers Games, which is the club, uh, which is one of the stores that we actually have our club nights at yep and they had more product in that small little four square feet than i have seen in their entire shop yeah at least at least location where it was intense yeah they had more bolt action stuff than i've ever seen before well they didn't carry any bolt action at our location no i don't think they carried any other locations i think they acquired it from another purchase like they i think they purchased another going out of business store like village or something like that yeah and they, they had stuff for Saga as well. They had all sorts of stuff. It was it was quite the array of product that we've not seen before. Mm-hmm. But overall, I mean, so for their first intentionally trying to go larger event, I feel like they did a very good job of um, getting a lot of the stuff that, you know, would be tough to do. I didn't think they were going to have a vendor hall. And it was nice that they were actually able to find some vendors to come in and mm-hmm. make a showing. I'm not sure that they... Made a lot of money, but who knows? Well, I still think at this point, there you know any profits are being channeled back into to developing it further. I'm sorry, I meant the vendors. <laughs> oh, the vendors. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't know about them. I, I yeah, know I that they they were given quite the deal to come up. So fair enough. And some, and most of them were local too. So yes, I, I feel like overall, I don't I have no idea. I won't try and speculate on that. But it was nice to see, yeah, even some local store representation. Like you said, Dreamers was there, and there was another store called Tower Games that was had a bunch of stuff there as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, so I think we we started this. You guys have probably heard about it all about in our podcast for the last six months. Shoot, six months, eight months, something like that. Kind of started talking about, you know, the inklings of this, and this is kind of the results of it. So sign up was three months ago, four months ago. Sounds about a while. Right, yeah. A while ago, I don't know. So we we got it. We got everyone. You got twenty four people signed up in relatively quick order. Um, and then we kind of sat back and tried to figure out how we were going to do this. We're still and working think, on that, by the way. <laughs> after, after the fact, we're still trying to figure it out. That's we're still, right. We're from, actually at this point, we're just trying to figure out what the hell happened. There, there is that. I tried to figure out why my body hurt so much after all of this, but. That we can get into that afterwards, but so, yeah. Well, I don't think I'm used to doing all the stuff that we were doing. 
I actually wait, looked wait, at my. You, you, uh, yeah, you looked at your phone. Now, how many miles did you put on? Uh, it wasn't the miles. It was like so. I put on like six miles that day, the first day, Saturday. But it was something like fifty flights of stairs, which I'm trying to figure out how the hell that happened. Jesus. But I know it was like a lot of a lot of up and down. I think is what was doing it. So it was just a you know moving in different directions that I'm not used to. So. Anyway, you can't discount having slept right up against the wall either. So, well, that was only Saturday night, but we'll get into that later. So, <laughs> I think about a month ago, I think Dale, you started engaging everyone. A month and a half ago, when we finally got the player packet done, we started. Yeah, doing- it was. It was more out of um, uh, a, a feeling that I had that I wasn't doing anything <laughs> because <laughs> because um, you know. We all know what Rick does. He kind of stands out in front of everybody and organizes this. And then Jeff came up with all of the scenarios and writing and the overall narrative. And then Pat keeps us on task and build a crap load of terrain along with Jeff. And I just kind of like, I'm just along for the ride. So I kind of took over the communication bit of it anyways. And you did it very well. But it, but that's so, kind of your niche. Yeah. No, you're good at you're good at that kind of stuff. You're good at finding all the gaps that we like literally just finding things that we have kind of overlooked. You do I a think good they job of finding it, those things. Yeah, they called it butt spackle at the tournament. So. <laughs> I wish you had butt spackled some people. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I did. Uh, if you no, did, you, didn't. I, you missed I a missed couple. It. Yeah. You would have you I would have seen some people jumping up and screaming. Anyway. So yeah, so the, I mean if if you're unfamiliar, again, like you haven't heard anything about it, but we did separate everyone into axes and allies, and I think one of the cool things that Dale did was actually send out separate communication to either side so that they were able to start instigating conversation amongst themselves. And he also did it with kind of the, the flavor of, you know, their overall commanders communicating to the generals out there in the field. Yeah. Right. So the way that we posed this whole thing was it was one large operation, which all of them were going to be taking a part in, commanding their respective forces um, with different, you know, uh, different battles were going to be taking place, different uh, individual objectives, those kinds of things. And so the idea was, you know, in advance of the actual day of operations to start planning what their forces would be, you know, were they going to try to put together a super mobile force that could be you know, ultra aggressive and quickly capture objectives uh, across the battlefield or were someone going to do more defensive style, you know, hold down the forts and repel all invaders, those kinds of things. And so um, the point was to, you know, we set up separate email lists, we introduced ourselves and just kind of, I, I tried to imagine um, how, you know, World War II communications would be sent on from, you know, high command to the individual forces working together in a theater. Well, naturally via email. Yes, that's what I was going to say. We should be right, sending so. everyone telegraphs or waving That actually would have been, that would have been actually really cool now that, now that you mentioned it. So. I'm not driving out to Omaha to give people their telegraph. And so, you know, courier all this out to people. So the, um, you know, in addition to the emails and things like that, and I, um, he's not likely to hear this, but Eric Jacobson, Eric with the C, S-E-N, who has nothing to do with Bolt Action on our podcast, <laughs> um, <laughs> did get some communications. It took him about um, five responses before he got a little pissy with it, too. It was <laughs> like two weeks, and then he yeah. finally was like, can you please take me off I'm not part of you people. This? Take me off this. <laughs> So, <laughs> so I, 
Yeah, we do apologize for that. But in addition to the emails, um, we um, once we got everything kind of together, then Rick put together a player packet, um, and I'll let, I'll let you talk about that, Rick, because it was actually super cool. So yeah, I mean, it, well, I mean, Pat did a lot of the the hardest parts about it, honestly, because the the diagrams are actually the hardest part. But you know, we just we made a player pack. I kind of went through and looked for old World War II field manuals and kind of picked it up from there. And you know, nothing. I don't think it was anything super fancy. There's definitely some things I've learned from that last one, and we will be implementing some newer things if we ever do this again. So well, we're doing kind of, this again, maybe. Here's kind of the way I saw it: is that yeah. that Jeff came up with the history, the story, and the overall flavor of it. I put the mechanics behind it. Rick made it look shiny, and Dale sold it. Yeah, there. That's a, that's why yeah. there's four of us. That's that's why we're uh, Snafu. It's, it takes right. all four of us to get one thing done. Yep. Yeah, it, I thought it worked Apparently. out super well. And and both teams, the Axis and the Allied side, they were communicating prior to the operation, you know, discussing what their lists would be, you know, who would be strong in different theaters and, and that kind of stuff, yep. which which was really a lot of fun to see. So we didn't actually see the Allies' side of it. They kind of locked they, us they out They left of that. us out. I thought that was pretty yeah, funny. They, yeah, that was pretty funny. But I did get the, the lowdown as they didn't want us to, like, go and change something on them if they saw something. If they had a good idea or found a Right. Well, I would but, expect it, if anything, Dave to have found a, the broken loophole and not told us about it, but he didn't well, seem to do that. Well, it was that or John. It was one of the two. But I think John was yeah. like, no, we're not going to let them see whatever we're talking about just in case they decide to pull some shenanigans on us. And we probably would have, yeah. Which is, honestly. Yeah. Oh, which absolutely, is all right. if we could. Yeah. <laughs> And so, you know, the idea was that, you know, try to create this idea of the two teams and that they would be working together um, to come up with what they felt was going to be the best winning strategy. And then us as TOs, what we could do to kind of instigate that, you know, escalate it, move it forward, get them hyped up. And, and that went all the way up to, you know, the night before when when Rick and I were sitting in a bar with quite a after having quite a bit to drink, trying to put together <laughs> our best ideas of um what would what would what would go out the night before a really important operation. And um unfortunately uh um so naturally uh, Churchill I... <laughs> Churchill's speech ended up going to the Axis flickers. <laughs> I couldn't <laughs> but, I couldn't send him a Hitler Hitler speech. That would have no. been probably in bad taste. So yeah, they got a Churchill. It's a very, it's a very inspiring speech. I, I, yeah, most of his were. Yeah, I mean that's to be said that there's something you know inspiring in it, even if it's for the wrong side. I don't know. So yeah, but that was that was kind of that was kind of the lead up to to the actual day of of the tournament. Yeah. So then let's talk about, so Friday night we get there to set up the, the terrain and we find that the hotel kind of had rearranged the tables in such a way that we're, we weren't expecting. Now I had painstakingly drawn out a diagram as to how everything should have gone and the tables and they said, nope, you're getting this. We're like, oh, okay, <laughs> well, let's make this work. And yeah. then... Uh, I think it was Dale had the brilliant idea. Originally, I had laid it out, you know, there's zone A, zone B, and the objective tables. And Dale pointed out that we should put the objective tables in the middle so everyone could see them. I'm like, well, that makes a hell of a lot of sense. Why'd you bring it up now? I think that might have been Jeff. Was it Jeff? So, what are you guys? But we um, we didn't we didn't know what the layout was. We expected the layout to be different. Right. So. Yeah. But that was, 
it was brilliant, in fact, to have the, the the objective tables down the middle, like you said, so everyone could see them. It made a big difference in that respect. And that's, but what, it, that's what caused all the table numbers to be off right. and skewed, because yeah. we had them laid out design-wise from one standpoint, and Rick had made some beautiful table tents with all the nice descriptors and tables, and then we just flip-flopped and changed everything on the fly. Yeah. If I do recollect, though, we somehow managed to get all of Zone A on the Zone A side and all of the Zone B on the Zone B side, which was really odd. I can't we remember did, how we We did, but we actually... just kept calling them different things. Right, yeah. <laughs> which we'll get into in a minute. <laughs> but so, yeah, so like we rolled with it. That was kind of our first big snafu is that, you know, none of our tables were in order. It seemed to work out in the long run. Um, like it didn't seem like anyone was like wandering around aimlessly trying to find their table. I think they kind of figured it out pretty quickly. Or they just yeah. waited two minutes and everyone else was at their tables and they could figure it out. Yeah, that, was, so, that worked out. So that was essentially Friday night. It helps um, that we, we have smart players. Yeah, thankfully we have smart players for the most yeah. part. Mm-hmm. So that kind of that was all we really did Friday night is we got everything kind of set up. And then uh, Dale and I sat at the bar and you know had a couple cocktails with uh, Sean Vilmont, who drove in from, or the Wahoo Warrior from, from Omaha, not Omaha. Wahoo. Wahoo. He's from Wahoo. That's right. That's Wahoo, Nebraska. Wahoo warrior. Yeah, that would make sense. Um, yeah, he tried, was trying to pry information out of us all night. Was he really? Drinks. Well, kind of, a little uh, bit. Okay. I think it was kind of in jest, but yes. I say, was, I don't, well, we, we did hold back a little bit till day of, so. Yeah. Well, and I think he wanted, he wanted to know what John was bringing. So John Stenson and him have had a record of, I think John's got one win and a draw. So Sean's got a loss and a draw, so he wanted to get the win, so that he could they could be tied again. Um, so he was trying to figure out John's list and whatnot. So he was just trying to get whatever little tidbits he could get out of us, and then we were very tight-lipped. Yeah, I think he he did speculate about what he would have expected John to bring. And shockingly enough, he didn't bring any of the things I expected him to bring. It was kind of a nice surprise. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so that that was a fun night. I think we hit the hay around what one o'clock. Um, was it that early? Yeah, it wasn't too late. So. It wasn't too late. Oh, that's right, because they kicked us out of the bar at like one thirty. Yeah, twelve twelve thirty was last call. So okay, there you go. Kind of the opposite of like Adepticon. That is one thing that I will say. the The drinks were cheap, but they definitely were like kind of closing down shop early. To, on... Yeah, the lady bartender gave us a lot of alcohol, and the guy was. <laughs> <laughs> They were well, stiff drinks. That you the know first which couple one was actually stiff. expecting to get tips. That's for sure. Yeah, and maybe. Yeah, she she got the tips too. Just yeah. the tip. Tips, okay. just the tips. Oh, yeah, we yeah we got it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks. So yeah, we hit the hay. Woke up. I think we had registration starting at eight a.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pat, so or not Pat. Dale kindly got us McDonald's. Helped help. Take care of things. Yeah. What I didn't tell you was that, um, um, I actually live like, you know, just a few miles away from the hotel. And so, um, I picked up McDonald's. Um, I picked up McDonald's for my wife. Oh. And, um, and I dropped that off for her and then brought ours back to the hotel. Smart man. Um, I got, um, I got, uh, I stayed at the hotel because it wasn't going to be expensive. No. And it was going to be a really easy way to stay up late each night, you know, spending time with, you know the folks at the tournament drinking and and having a great time. So, yeah, 
I, and I did have a good time. We we yeah. got different different experiences both nights. Quite honestly, yeah. I, I think did. in hindsight, next year I, I'll probably stay on site there too. I mean, I also live relatively close, and it, it was nice to be home and actually talk with the <laughs> wife at night. But I think I would I would hang with you guys as well. Well, I hate you all. I'll have to stay there next year because I don't live <laughs> close. Yeah, you do you not. Know. No, no. Yeah, that's a long haul home, yep. but. So yeah, so uh, like so like we just said, Dale and I stayed there. So so Friday morning or Saturday morning, Dale apparently got his wife breakfast and then brought some back for me, which was kind of him. Um, and then we had people showing up, and I don't know if there's much we talk about. We like we had super open, super quick opening well, discussions. Well, well, hey, there there was one funny moment in there that we knew we had three people drop the night before. That was sick. So we were all kind of. Deciding who was going to end up playing and how we were going to do the, handle the the evening out of the teams. Uh, yes. And then we had a guy, a, a one person on there that hadn't shown up yet, and this was like five to nine, ten to nine, and we're like, "Hey, does anyone know this person?" Very generic name, like you know Brad Smith. And everyone's like, "Isn't he the guy who's notorious for being late to tournaments?" <laughs> <laughs> like, great. And then yeah. someone else said, "No, I think he's actually got he's got drills this weekend or something." We're like, "Well, okay, you didn't you didn't know about that? All right, thanks." <laughs> Definitely knew about that. He just forgot yeah. all about the tournament. Probably, clearly. clearly. But, well, I guess we know where we rate in his life. Well, it's a game after all. But what? <laughs> the the beauty of it is that actually made it easier for us because we were able it to did. just say, "Hey, it Finland, even teams. Yeah, this is an early war. Just go over to the other side now, please." Or Sorry. very late war, you know. Or or very late war, yeah. But we basically were able to pull one of the, the Axis players over to the ally side and it evened things out wonderfully. Yeah, that so. was actually a very big relief when that happened. I was, I was glad that we were mm-hmm. all able to uh, observe and kind of help everything and not have to get tied down playing anything. I think that yeah. was a better yep. flow overall. I agree. I completely agree. It, it definitely made things easier for all of us because I think we were all able to support and do other things while we were waiting for stuff. So, yeah, like so basically like I said we had a very quick introduction and then immediately split into teams so that they could figure out their sides. We then I think at that point gave them do we, their do we actually, bonuses. Okay, do we I was going to say do we tell them what exactly they're fighting for at that point, what each objective table actually meant? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like so yeah, so I think we can we can divulge that now obviously because it's over. So Sure. But that was uh that was what we we kind of told them in their groups what they were fighting for at this point on the on the objective table. So yeah, who wants to go through it? Do you want to go through Jeff? Path? Jeff, that was all him. Oh, sure. okay. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll take the blame for this one. Yeah. <laughs> no, Not it quite how out. I meant it, but it that's probably great. true. Yeah, it worked out all right. Yeah. So we had the four objective tables out there, and everybody. The rule was everybody's going to play on an object on an objective table once. So you get one shot at it. And then the four tables. So the first one was our partisans table. Um, I think, did, did we put the partisan scenario out? Have people seen that one? Yes, that mm-hmm. was out. They bitched about that one. Pretty yeah, much. I loved it. I loved every second Well, a few of them did. Yeah, they did. And I wouldn't call it. They were just making sure that we had intended it to be the way we intended it. <laughs> no, they So when we said yes, they, they were like, okay. <laughs> yeah. That's going to suck. So that's the one where you've got you've to capture the partisan and hope she doesn't have a pineapple bomb up her skirt. You know, was kind of the running joke that, uh, like James' addiction there, where they had the bomb. <laughs> um, and the, and the first game, none of them had a bomb. It was awesome. So uh, 
you know, if you win that table, you, you accumulate enough points in the table, uh, the next round, you get to know what armies are going to what objective tables before you assign your players to the objective tables. So it's like advanced intelligence, uh, which can be very helpful. So how did we how did we handle the matchups on the objective tables? The teams picked players. Mm-hmm. Per, they they put forth play. a pair. Yeah, they yep. put a player on each of the boards themselves. So they yep. picked a player to play each of the four scenarios, and that was the only time they were. There was no assigning. They assigned them themselves. They right. basically okay. said, this is yep. the thing I want to play. Yep. yep. We let the teams pick that. So. Yep. Uh, next table down was our, pe- our beautiful Pegasus Bridge table, which I loved. Yeah, I concur. A lot of people were commenting on how great the bridge looked, Pat. So yeah. really great job on that. Huge well, thanks. kudos. It was awesome. Especially the dinghy. The, the dinghy was a nice touch. And actually, that inspired me to uh, to improve that board. <laughs> uh, I think for next year, I'm going to do a couple little... Uh, a little uh, one of those German boats that they, that Sarissa sells. I'm going to put a couple of them in there, and I'm going to put order dice on them. That if you get board the transport, then that order dice goes in the bag, and next time you pull it out, the transport can go across. That'd be awesome. Yeah. That sounds That's like a good great idea. Because the one thing I found about you know, it's a bridge. There's about a six inch space that you're fighting over, and that was. So the first game, someone had pulled the uh, the old Austin Powers. <laughs> Matt. Uh, Matt Peterson. That was ridiculous. Yeah. Awesome. So he had this tank that was literally sideways blocking. Tiger. Tiger tank. Tiger tank. It was a Blocking tiger. the entire thing and it wedged sideways. And I'm like, how in the hell did you get it there? He's like, well, I moved it forward and tuned it, turned it 90. And then I took the tank and I physically moved it and bounced it off the, the reinforced concrete rails. I'm like, really? You you just turned it in there? He's like, well, I might have said it. <laughs> <laughs> Like whatever, yeah. dude. It's your game. Go with it. Yeah, <laughs> that was pretty I mean, funny. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, no. He way. also oh, go ahead. he brought the Goliath too, so that tells you. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. so yeah. once again, Dale, thanks for encouraging me to go forth with that. That was the only reason why I actually did that. Actually, bought that kit and put it all together. So it looks great, and we got a ton of comments on how amazing it looks. Yeah, so yeah. It, it didn't get very it didn't get well received. It didn't get used in the last scenario just because of uh, the pairings and the drops that we had. But I was packing it up, and uh, Bruce, I think, was playing Jesse in the last game. He's like, oh, man, I was so disappointed I get to play on it. That thing looks so good. I hope we can play on it next year. Yep. Good. Like, yeah. Great table. Okay. Well, that sounds like we can sign Bruce up for next year, and he's playing round <laughs> one on the bridge table. <laughs> I was I was a little disappointed nobody brought ducks or land wesser schleppers or even schwim wagons. Yeah. You know, that that any awesome. amphibious stuff, yeah. Or an LVT or a buffalo or anything. Yeah, we didn't see a single amphibious transport anywhere. We even leaked. Was, um, we even leaked pictures of a bridge or river. We did. Well, oh, we leaked yeah. it pretty late, though. Wow. So. Okay. There's that. That was another one of the communications that um, that Rick put together on this one. Is we all took um, black and white photos of kind of flyovers of the objective boards, and we sent those out as late breaking intelligence from you know from uh, uh, squad planes and things like that. So. Yep. Well, also to be fair, if you follow us on Facebook, I had put pictures of that up way back in the spring. Yes. You so. did. Mm-hmm. You had been painting that a long time ago, and we've talked about it multiple times in the yes. show. So yep. it, it, it was likely to make an appearance. I guess people were just not paying attention to that, or they were just like, screw it. Because quite honestly, all of the objectives were on the bridge anyway, so they needed to go after the bridge whether they wanted to or not. Yes. Fair so, point. That might change next time, though. <laughs> you could. They could all be in the water. <laughs> there could be completely different objective tables next be, time. They, yeah. they could be. That could the bridge could just be one of the side tables. It right. certainly could. Certainly, you could. never know. 
Yep. So we can't tip our hand now. I mean, good God, no. we're talking a year out. Yeah, right. That's that's like eleven months for me to write other crazy scenarios. So it's know. eleven months for me to not do anything and then have to try and paint a bunch of terrain. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not, bring, let's not bring the, the harsh reality in here yet. Yeah. Right, yeah. I'll, I'll yeah. See if let's I can stay get... in euphoria a little bit. You'll, yeah. you'll crush me for a while. Yeah. 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 Hang um, on to the optimism. Right. So what was the bridge? What was the Pegasus Bridge uh, a reward? Uh, I believe that was you got plus one to your reserve rolls. Yep. Okay. And these rewards, um, they impacted the entire team on all Correct. of the tables in the next round. Yes. Except so the, far. Except the except. Uh, objective tables, just the zones. Just the zones, A and B zone, not the other objective tables. Sure. Right. Right. Because we needed to keep those a little more, a slightly more neutral, although we, we did write them to favor the attacker after the first run, but, or at least I did. Yes. <laughs> All right. Seemed to not be play out that way, but they were definitely no, supposed to be skewed. They were supposed the to be. attacker. Yeah. yeah, we wanted those to change hands. Yes. Yeah. Trying. Tried. I mean, I, yeah. I can only write scenarios. I can't play your army for you. <laughs> <laughs> maybe in year four or five. Yeah, sure. Right. Sure. We'll just play. Just like move over. Maybe, that, yeah, maybe that'll be a, that'll be a bonus. You can tag me in, and I'll play your army for the game. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, no the, just an order dice. Just an order the, dice. Would yeah. the negative be that I have to play it? There you go. Oh, be a, oh. either a field field promotion if you win. You can pick one of the snafu players to take over. Or field do motion, you can choose one of the other snafu players to take over. <laughs> just, or we'll just roll your dice for you. Yeah, how's that sound? You know, actually, in that think, case, grab Dale. Yeah, yeah, right. There might have been guys that would pay for that service. I think to have someone else roll their dice. Kevin, in particular, I think probably right. would have paid money to have Dale roll his dice. Actually, that would have been that would have been an interesting thing just to come over and be like, I'm having poo luck. Come over here and roll my dice for a little bit. Yeah. All right. I would have done it. I think there are people that <laughs> would take you up on that service. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Quite in honestly. fairness, Kevin's dice just need to be replaced. Yeah, those dice. We've they, told them that they, repeatedly. They're cursed. Those, those, yeah, we blue, have. those blue on gray, I mean. You can't even see them. No. It's, yeah. If you he have might, to pick up if you have to pick up the dice to see what the result is, they're he, bad dice. He might have the worst dice I've seen. To me, that would automatically disqualify him as a sportsman vote. So, <laughs> yeah. we'll get to that eventually. Aye, aye. All right. So now we have the artillery board. Yeah, third board is the artillery board. So this was uh, I slightly modified the story with this one mostly because I didn't want to buy and paint up three long time artillery pieces. So I did one instead. Next year. Next year, yeah, probably, probably. So uh, it's got three objectives on it. You capture the three. You win the board. Uh, you get you the winner of the board gets to decide either zone A or zone B for a preliminary bombardment because every round or every table in that zone yep. in the next round and yeah. hilariously enough our scenarios didn't have a, a the abil- the way the tournament went didn't have the ability for a preliminary bombardment because there's going to be nothing on the table in the third just game just round 3 just round three, yeah. Just, just round, round three, three, and that was because of the results. Yep, just the way the results went. And so that preliminary bombardment dropped on round two instead, meaning there'd be units on the board. Yeah. Uh, do you remember what the original, we originally had talked about that that was going to be? Yeah, I remember. No. No, no I've forgotten. We had lots of ideas. I believe it was at the end of each turn, whoever controlled the objectives would be able to drop an artillery barrage on any table in any other zone. 
Yeah, that would have been really bad, and everyone would have flipped the table. Yeah, we might put that in for next year. Yeah, we want to see. Who, we want everyone to flip the table. I do. Yeah, I mean, well, the trick is, is that you know there's communication among the teams. All right, we've got a barrage available. Who really needs it right now? Yeah. You know. Yeah. So that would be pretty yeah. fun, and maybe we'll do that next time. I mean, the thing is, is I didn't want to throw too many crazy things at him the first time. Yeah. Because you know we want them to come back. I want well, them to come back. And there was something about we haven't seen any of this stuff done, and we wanted to see how resilient yes. players were to being able to like deal with things changing and yeah, or or what we would be able to actually manage as tos, you know, within the chaos of everything else going on. Yep, right. And what exactly. makes sense? Absolutely. But now that we know, knowing's half the battle. Go Joe. Go Joe. Uh, our final objective table uh, was raise the flag. Uh, that was that beautiful city terrain board Dale made. Or as it was listed originally, raise the color. Whatever. <laughs> Hoist the colors, are we pirates? Responsible sure. for all typos. I know. I, I, I didn't even notice, so don't worry about it. Um, I put an S on it. Yes, you did. Yeah, so that table had the had the flagpole in the center. That The idea was you get there, you raise your team, well, you raise your country's flag, axis or allies aligned, uh, to get a bonus for your to get a bonus for your team. And the hell was a bonus on that one again? It's late. I uh, the think. bonus was to re-roll your first failed order check. That's right. First failed order check, you get to re-roll it. Which can be pretty huge if you remember to use it. And if you don't uh, Actually, I believe in the third round, Sean remembered very distinctly to use it, and it was very important. Good. Good. See, then it was useful. He still lost, but, you know. Uh, the only unfortunate... <laughs> <laughs> he felt better about it. <laughs> Uh, the only unfortunate thing is we bought, or I should say Pat, procured for us, I don't know, what it was, like a dozen flags or so, yep. various, every various country we could think of. and Yeah, everybody who'd signed up, yeah. whatever faction they were, or country they were playing for, Plus we whatever had ones secured. Plus whatever we could think of. Yep. Yeah, we had sec- or Pat had secured a miniature flag that we could fly. Yeah, and after the first round, the German flag went up. It had to be a German flag because... None of us wanted to visit from the FBI for trying to find a, an actual swastika flag. So a German or flag. Iron Cross. Yeah, an Iron Cross. That, that's actually surprisingly hard to find. So, hey, snap oh my listeners. Oh, God, it's almost impossible. If anybody out there has those, what are they, like three by five inch flags? Yep. If anyone's got an mm-hmm. Iron Cross flag that size, can you tell us how you got it? Like, send a message to us. We'd love to know. Because Just the Iron Cross just flag. Just the Iron Nothing Cross else. one, yeah. Yeah, we don't None need of the swastikas. Yeah. No. No, no thank no you. No, thank you. Anyway, so the German flag got run up in the first round and stayed up the whole damn tournament. In, no. in fairness, well, Eric did change it over for roughly 30 yes. seconds okay. <laughs> to the American flag. Eric Hagen. It well, was roughly okay. 30 seconds. Yeah. And prior to the German flag, there was a snafu flag that was flying. Yeah, yeah that was a great last-minute addition. That was drunk. very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if anyone out there is super crafty or has super crafty... Significant others that can make us, a, you know, an actual snafu flag. A little, a little vinyl three by five something or another. That'd be that'd be awesome. Or that fabric. would be super cool. That would be super cool. And we we'd put it up on that table, no matter even if it's not an objective table. We just have it sitting on a table. We would totally do that. Sure. So Maybe once we get it off the tables. objective table. Yeah. But who knows? That scenario. Yeah, so. I want to see that one played some more. <laughs> the colors, yeah, that was a good Yeah, that, that seemed to be, a, a lot of people said that was a very difficult scenario for them. And that, yep. and, I, and I, well, 
It's it's a little tricky. Um, there was a, an adjustment that we made, kind of late breaking, um, because on the city table there there's direct access to the pedestal with the flag right down the road, and I had taken a couple of um, tanks off the tank wars table and dropped them right in the way with smoke, so you actually had to go around them. And I think a lot of people didn't focus on getting all their men to the middle of the table to secure the objective. Yes. There's a lot of fighting around the outside. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. People were not focusing on like it wasn't that it's a hard scenario. Well, it is a hard scenario. It's meant to be hard. However, there were a lot of people not focusing on the objective, and they were fighting in the corners and doing all this other crazy stuff. When really, the only thing the only thing you had to do, your only your only objective was raise that damn flag. Yep. Well, I think the difficulty was that came in that you know it was a fire order that had to be given to unit in base contact right. on the mm-hmm. pedestal. Uh, and so that unit has to get there, be left in the open until has such to a secure time. the area. Yep. Has to secure and the area. And then has yep. to, to issue the fire order to yep. change the flag. So you can't necessarily dash up there unless there's no one else there. You have to move in a unit and another supporting unit to protect whoever's going to raise the flag. Right. So that, that they can secure the area, they can get it up there, and then it's not going to get. And it should also be a, a last order dice, first order dice uh, tag team there too. Your, mm-hmm. your last order dice in the round should move that unit into base contact, and then your first order dice, when you get it, that unit has to make that action to get that flag up there. I agree. Yeah. Well, unless the opponent has a has a unit in base contact as well, then you want to be the last one to do that. Yep. Yeah. Which is what happened to Eric. He raised the flag, but he hadn't pushed um, he hadn't pushed Matt off of it. Right. So. And so the next turn, he just flipped it. No, he right. Eric played Ian, but Ian. That's right. Yeah. So Ian, Ian put it up, then Eric moved in, put up the American flag, and then Ian was still right there, so he just swapped it out. Yep. Yeah. And, yeah, I, I was going to say, I don't know how many times I walked by that board and I saw, you know, one unit going after the base. You know, there were there were not enough. Um, I, f- I feel like they were not just, like, there should have been a lot more gung-ho straight at it than there was. Yeah, the, but, much like the bridge, the fighting should have been centralized around that pedestal. Yes, yes absolutely. There was a lot of fringe stuff going on every time I walked by. So, I don't, you know, everyone's it was got a little their tricky strategy. You know, what do I know? Well, you know, we we've kind of known this scenario for you know a while and kind of thought True. it through, and none of them knew it and had to show up and play it on the day, just having read it and going, "What in the crap are these well, assholes coming up with?" They got it a month ago. They'd yeah. gotten in a month prior. They had. The well, then there's no excuse. Well, they didn't see the table until yeah. the night before and, the table. But and it, it was. It was the last scenario in the packet, you know. So it was scenario eight, and then there was the attacker defender version eight a. So sure. it was, you know. I think I think some players were very smart to go look for the scenarios that were unique. Like which scenarios are they going to play? Let's go play all the ones that we've never seen before. Right. Like. Yeah, there's a good chance we didn't just write a an entire scenario for you not to play it. Jeff, did we mention the bonus for partisans? I don't know if we got to that. Yeah, that they yeah. get to pick the ta- they, they get to know who's going to be on the table. Yeah. Okay. Well, which army's on the table now? Which, which, which we worked out really army. great when the allies that was the one table they won twice in a row to discover that there's going to be a German table placed on the objective. Yep. Can't help you there. There's lots of German players. <laughs> there yeah. there was a significant amount of German players. Yes. Yeah. Maybe next year we'll change how that works, but. Yeah, because they got it was like the second round was German Romanians, German German. You're like, okay, 
Well, yeah, and the, the yes. third round was German German. Yep. Yeah, yeah, exactly. A lot of Germans, which mm-hmm. can be helpful sometimes, but maybe not for the Axis players much. But well, we, we, maybe if we had an Italian player and a Japanese player, it would have you know helped. It would have made a difference. Yep. You're right. It would have absolutely made a difference then. But so, so that's, that was all of the objective tables essentially, right? Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, and on top of that, we had two zones. We had a zone A. We had a zone B. Which we're going to rename for next year. Yeah, yep. we're definitely going to rename because we kept getting, we kept screwing up which one was zone A and which one was zone B. Yes. And one of us would tell them that this one's A, and then all of the flags would say that they're B. It was, we were getting a lot of confusion amongst everyone, which zones were which. And we were awesome. just like, play the rules that were at your <laughs> I was table. I just going to say that. It was awesome. It was all part of the plan. It, yeah, right. It was part of the operation. It was, part of the, it was the snafu part of operation. Uh, operation yeah. disinformation. Yeah. Right. It worked well. We got everyone confused. Including but, ourselves. That was yeah. Including ourselves. <laughs> Mostly ourselves, in fact, I think. Um, so zone A, so if if you're, if the Allies or the Axis had more wins in that zone, or more battle points, right? It was bad, based on battle points. It wasn't based on just wins, correct? Mm-hmm. correct. Yes. They, they got an objective. So what did they get if they won? What was the reward if they won zone A? Or do we even know which zone is which? The first zone. One of the zones? One yeah, of the one zones. of the zones. We don't have to... doesn't matter if it's A or B. Right. So one of the zones, uh, the reward was that the winning side uh, would get an extra order dice in the bag. Yep. Yep. And this didn't mean that they could take an extra action with an army. That meant that you know it increases their odds in the bag, or if they happen to be over that 12 order dice limit... That unit that couldn't act, or one of those units that couldn't act, would get to act in that turn. And yeah. the other side of that was, was that the stubborn one? No. No, that was a loser bonus. Right. That, that's what I was saying the loser. But that was on the other. That was in the other zone. I can't even remember what it was. You uh, the loser the loser bonus the other loser bonus was you had to start with a unit in ambush. That's what it was. That's right. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you had to pull a dice bag. You had to pull a dice out of the bag to put that unit in ambush. Right. And that was more to amplify the extra order dice in there, the ratio of dice. Yep. Yeah. So, good positives. I would say that that one felt very positive for the the winning side. Uh, for the most part, I feel like some people are like, "Well, what? Well, I only have twelve dice." I'm like, yeah, well, your odds just got better. Congratulations. Yep. That's yep, just a slight little pip in, you know, the likelihood that their dice will be pulled out. Yep. Right. And it was kind of cool that we gave them a different color, a unique color dice that they, you know, basically knew when their when their bonus dice had gotten pulled. Also, and it also gave a little bit of incentive for maybe a couple of the players who um, who had more than 12 Order dice in their list to maybe want to play in that zone or fight for that yeah. zone. I feel like so. I feel like round two, some of the players that did have were able to take advantage actually had gone over there. Mm-hmm. I, I remember, I recollect, remember people talking about that during the discussion. Yeah, and so and so, I, I was meeting with the Axis players prior to um, the rounds, and they were talking about their strategy, and I was just kind of you know making sure that I communicated to Pat where they were going to be playing, who was on the objective zones. And I remember them, you know, talking about, okay, we've won this bonus because the Axis players won both zone A and zone B. They're like, oh, well, I only have 12 order dice, so that's not necessarily great for my list. So, Yeah. 
So those are those were the object or those were the rewards that everyone received for on the one winning. Zone. What's that? On the one zone, there was the oh other on the zone. one zone. Sorry, yeah, we didn't go over the other zone. So, We're not even so, going to zone A and B anymore. There's just the one zone and the other zone. The yeah. second zone. The uh, second zone. <laughs> the winner got was an additional snap to action. Yeah, your officer yes. could snap to action one additional unit. Yep. Mm-hmm. So for a German player, which it turned out to be. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Holy Moses! Here, army, snap to action, go. Basically. Essentially, and, yeah. And then the losing side was rewarded by allowing one of the units that was either in the first wave or deployed as being designated as stubborn. Correct. Which basically, which means, which I actually had to explain this a couple times. It meant that when you tested morale, you ignored pins. Not an order test, but a morale test. Correct. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then no, when I so. said just consider them like they got upgraded airborne, they go, "Oh yeah, sure." Yeah, <laughs> sometimes Probably you just gotta put it in those terms. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Give it a label; they get it. Yep. So those were the objectives that people were fighting over for, essentially the entire tournament. The last round is a little different because obviously there wasn't a turn or a round four for them to get, you know, to give rewards to the next game. So instead, we gave them bonus points. We gave them bonus battle for points side. for their side. It did mm-hmm. not apply to the individuals, but yep. and it turned out it really didn't make a spit of difference because. Don't say it. Don't say it. I don't know. Say <laughs> it. That's it. I don't know. So after after round one, how close were the teams? Uh, the Axis had a two point lead after Jeez. round so one. So very close. It was it was very tight, very neck and neck. And I think the Allies had won, had secured how many of the objective tables? Uh, all but one. They had all but okay, the so raise the colors. Yep, three of the four. <clears throat> so they were slightly behind, but they had um, two additional objective bonuses. So Yes. Yep. And apparently didn't know how to play them. Well, <laughs> you know, that first time out. <laughs> yeah, it, it happens. Well, and the other thing, too, is that the Axis players had secured both zones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they might have lost the objective. So they they lost um, they lost the reinforcing. They didn't know about the matchup, but the matchup, you know, to them was, you know, what we've got we've got a fistful of German players. Here you go. Good luck with that. And yeah. the bombardments, uh, I didn't really get to see where those results came in. Um, who was on that artillery? That was John. So obviously, it went whatever whatever zone he played in. Yeah, he did. He did put it on the on the side that he ultimately played in the second round. Yep, it went huge. I know um, it went big. I, yeah, I remember. I remember taking pictures of the beginning of round two on that side. It was the window side of the room, yep. and there were there were whole lines of troops with pins on them. So yep. yeah, it was really it was big. effective in multiple places. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm, I'm going to actually, looking at the results from round two, I'm going to say it wasn't all that effective. <laughs> In the end. <laughs> well, it's, I mean, it's not like, it's not like you know, a dust off and nuke the site from orbit. It is just a preliminary barrage. Yeah. Right. It, and basically, it, the, the ultimate is it, it delays a turn. Which is important because the scenario in round two was was the point capture. Right. Yeah. You score points at the end of each turn for securing objectives, which should have given you a one-turn head start. So, Roughly, yeah. Which, but this is a new scenario that isn't common in bolt action, so right. there may have been a little may, may have been a little slow to pick up on that. 
a little bit. Uh, so yeah, so the round two scenario was actually the timely objectives, is that what we called it? Yep. It was yep. Essentially, capturing a point every turn scored you points. So it's kind of a it was kind of a pickup from an old war machine scenario, where you're holding objectives every round, that, and every round that you get, you get points for holding it. I was actually surprised by the positive feedback on this one. Everyone really I, liked the scenario. I wasn't yeah. surprised. Yeah, I personally <laughs> loved that scenario. It was yeah, it was a great scenario. So, well, it's it's something that's you know outside the norm of the bolt action scenarios that you find in the rule book. There's nothing that really compares to it. There's nothing that's even kind of like it. I mean, there no. all the objectives are you know at the end of the game. Do you have this? Yes or no? And this one was the end of the round. What do you have? So yeah. A lot of different flavor. Uh, don't be surprised if Jeff introduces that kind of flavor into something else in the future. It was very well received. Good job, yeah. Jeff. Well, I'm, I'm, I steal from the best. There you go. <laughs> I don't know if that's the best, but anyway. Um, you steal from the most fun. Right. That one, yeah, I guess. So... Do we want to go over round two results then, since we're kind of walking down that path? Sure. Uh, round two results, uh, it really tipped the hammer the other way. The Axis really started crushing the Allies by about, what was it, about 20 points or so. Sounds about Difference. right, yeah. So yeah. then they, they held zones A and B. They, points-wise, lost the objective tables, but they had claimed two of them. And now I say points-wise because here's what happened on the partisans table. This was some insane <laughs> goddamn stuff. Hilarious, so, I thought, but yeah. I mean, I, I saw some awesome. of it. So It was um, Bruce versus Drew, so. Yes. And so they had, was it Bruce that had taken, gotten one objective point from one Correct. of the buildings? Yep. Yep, so he'd gone in and, and interrogated a, a partisan, and he scored a point. And yep. whoever it was in the other two buildings had found bombs in both of them, so they were taken out of the picture. So there's this one building left for them to go over, and I think Bruce had the point or the head start, and somehow Drew yep. got in there and got another point to tie it, and like mere moments later, Bruce dropped a heavy mortar on the building and destroyed it. Yep. Taking all future points out of the game. Correct. So the only thing they had left for was to go to a minor victory, which was most units destroyed. And somehow in their in their brilliant bloodlust, um, what's that? Bloodlust in their bloodlust. Oh, well, I had a different term broken up, but you know that's fine. <laughs> in their in their infutilities, they managed to tie that. Kill the same number five. Kill the same number five each. And Jeff and I had talked about this. We're like, okay, so we go tertiary and we go whatever order dice are left. Yep. Well, it turned out that their armies had the same number of order dice left. They had seven left. Yeah, and we're like. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Bullocks. And Jeff shrugs, and what would you say? Coin toss? Coin toss. So we flip a coin, and Drew happened to win. Nope. We didn't no, actually I flip said, a coin, though. I said no coins. No coins. I said no roll the dice. Roll the dice. We gave okay. them each a snafu die and had them roll it off. Yep. <laughs> and so oh, Drew man. ended up winning. He claimed a minor victory. They both got the secondary objective, which you were supposed to do on the objective tables. And Wait, I think everyone they? who, uh, yes, because it did not end in a tie technically. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I they both guess. did, 
And it, it turned out that that was that was Drew's only win in the entire day it was based on a die roll. Well, sometimes it comes down to that. Yeah, he he laughed pretty heartily about that too. Especially when he turned in his, the the score sheet for round three, and he just shrugged. He's like, "I didn't get to roll a die this time." <laughs> <laughs> oh, he had a good sense of humor. I like Drew a lot. Oh, Drew's some, a fun. Yeah. Drew's a fun guy. He had some pretty good one liners in there all over the course of the day. So actually, back. Back way before I actually even started playing bolt action, I used to go up to Fantasy Flight on Saturdays and paint and stuff like that. And he was always one of those guys who was at the same painting table Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon, and he was painting his bolt action. And so we used to go back and forth all the time when I hardly even knew him. So, yeah, he's he's a fun guy. Mm-hmm. My, my favorite Drew moment of the weekend was when we were all sitting by the judging or the, the TO table, and he kind of, like, snuck in, and he's like, I want to expound on the so-and-so of World War II. And grabbed a pen and then walked away. It was <laughs> yeah, like, that's great. <laughs> it was just cracking up because he's like, he wanted to come talk to us and all he really wanted was a pen. It was really funny. Yeah. Um, Good show. So well done, Drew, for rolling a dice and winning a winning the partisan table for your side. Which revealed the fact that there would be Germans and Germans in the next round. Right. Yep. Good job. Yep. So we'll further that intelligence because I don't think that scenario is going away. That scenario is too good. Yeah, we might have to rework uh, the bonus there. You know, have we to... might be able to come up with some other ideas. Like maybe they can pick something. Maybe that's what it is. They get to pick a table, and we'll tell them everything about it. We've got some ideas. Their, um, I got some. Yeah, ideas. their team gets an automatic intelligence officer for the next. Um, I actually next have a battle. different one for that, but that's okay. I mean, I, okay. I got a whole other objective board with that it being a bonus because I really like that bonus. But I want to make them earn it on yeah. a different table because I do think that would be a cool bonus. Yep. We'll we'll get there someday. So. Just not today. Not today. Yeah, so at this point, the the axes are still up. You said you said 20 points? 20, between 20 Extended their lead. Extended yeah. their lead, which which forced uh, a different scenario than what was, you know, if it were still neck and neck, it was going to be, what was that one, Jeff? Double envelopment. That's right. Yeah, if it was, if it was more even, it was a double envelopment scenario. Uh, and it was if one side was absolutely crushing the other, it was going to go to the max attrition scenario. Yeah, the, the thought being in that, you know, so the, the side's just being totally overwhelmed, that they're just killing everything they can find, and the side that's up is like, you know, crushing their neck and putting them out. Whereas if it had been a little closer, there might have been a little more race to get in position to further the campaign down the road. Yep. Yeah. There, there was a request for a little more narrative behind all of our scenario thoughts. Sure. Yep. And that's what I recall Jeff and I had talked about earlier. Yep. Yeah, it's always hard to know how much narrative people want because sometimes, like, you give them a narrative and everyone, you can just see, like, their eyes glaze and they tune out. And... <laughs> let me let me know how I play the game, man. Come on. Right. Yeah. And then some guys really want <laughs> that, so. I want to hear the whole thing. What's the big background story? Did, did he find his lost love? Like, really? How, how <laughs> yeah. far you want to go with this? Right. I would exactly. call this like narrative light in my mind. It's like each of the things affect. It's like choose your own adventure, right? You don't. It's not. We're giving you pick A or B. And and see happens. We're yeah. not like necessarily telling you like we're not making you read a hundred pages of stuff. I mean, if you really right want now. me to like you know dig out my fanfic about bolt action, I guess I will next year. But well, sure. maybe that's something we can think about. How best yeah. to communicate that yeah. and etc. That's we'll uh, we'll solve. Well, yeah, we'll get 
Well, we're obviously going to get some feedback on this. Like this is brand new, so we haven't gotten any uh, any feedback in yeah. yet per se, other than some verbal high fives and stuff. Yeah, yeah we've had honest. some good comments on the Facebook. Right. Yeah. No. For the most part, yeah, and it's all very positive. But I think uh, yeah, that's okay. Nice None of the negative some... players have spoken up yet. Right. Right. Exactly. And to be so honest, that's I wanted... why I want the anonymous. Right. I wanted to make sure we could actually run a tournament before I started worrying about you know like smoothing the roughest edges. Right. And the jury's still out. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I thought we, I thought Fair. all things considered, it went off. Everyone played games. There were points scored. It's a tournament. Kept yeah. to the schedule pretty well. I thought so. Yeah, yeah. Everything seemed to go smoothly. Um, I will say the one thing. Well, this isn't. This is not a negative. This is like the super positive, and then this is where, um, where Dale broke off with the Axis players, and Jeff was with the Ally players, and like you guys they were super into it. And Pat and I were like sitting there, you know, cause we didn't have to be involved in that part of it. And I just looked at it. I'm like, damn, this is kind of something unique. I've never seen this before where the teams or like the players were actually getting into it with each other. Not in a bad way, like not getting into it, but like, well, I heard know. someone say play better or something like that at one point. <laughs> it was a couple of times <laughs> where that happened, but for the most part, it was like, the, you know, like you could tell these guys were into it with each other. Like they wanted to make this work. They were, you know, like a lot of times when you go to a tournament, you know, you get your tray of guys and you walk over to your table and you're like, hey, I'm at table four. And like, you know, like with us auto breakers, you'd be like, yay, cool. See you in a little bit. And you play your game where these mm-hmm. guys were actually like discussing how to make it work, which I thought was actually really cool to see. Like yep. that's totally unique and I've never seen before. They were also like leading into round three on the objective tables. They were the people on the objective tables for round three were trying to find the players who had played on them in the previous two rounds to find out, okay, how does the, how does the uh, board work? What are the tips? How do I win this scenario based off of you've been there? Yeah. And so there was some of that there as well. Yep. That's yeah. That's cool too, that they were like trying to help each other figure out how to do better at it. That's, yeah. that's really cool. Yeah. The, the one nice thing I had, you know, is actually seeing them gather on both sides. And I, I actually said this directly. I'm like, this is something that makes our tournament unique from something else, that you don't see these sides getting together, talking about what they're about to play. Yeah. And I thought that was really cool. That, and that's, you know, for and I think I said this to you guys a couple times over the weekend, that's that's the snafu thing, is we're about the story. Mm-hmm. We're about making something that's memorable and different from everything else. Whether you like it or not, that's kind of what we do. Yeah. We could- Hopefully you like it. We could run a we could run a GT and try and get more players and you know just do Swiss pairing, but that's kind of boring. A lot of a lot of tournaments do that already. Yep. Right. How's that any different? Right. Yeah, maybe that's what I should say. It's not that it's boring. It's that everyone you there are plenty of those tournaments in the United States that you can go to if you want to. Yeah. And you can. And they'll probably be able to do it better than we can. And so. most likely we can. Well, they might well, remember which zone is which if they have to. Yeah. yeah. They or don't the, have zones. The tables will be lined up right. Yeah. The, t- the, the numbers might go in some up. strange sequential order or something right yeah Who we'll needs get that? that we'll get that shit figured out next year yeah, but so okay. the, yeah so i feel like you're right like there was it is a unique aspect that we that i don't know that we necessarily completely came up with on our own but i feel like it was pretty unique to our to our tournament i've not seen anything like that at another um bolt action thing that i can think of and well we've never we've never been to an event like this yeah. um 
but you know, in the previous year, we've we've done the Axis versus Allies with what Jacob has set up, and you know, earlier in the year, I'm like, I don't understand how this works, but it totally did, and we thought that was a cool thing, yeah. and so we're like, okay, so what what can we do to really amp this up, um, and maybe take it to the next level for for Operation Snafu? So yeah, it was neat, it was fun, it was a lot of fun, super cool. Yeah. Well, we we did have kind of a, a similar experience with the with the team tournament at Adepticon last year. The three of us True. did, and you know each one of those, though we didn't know that this one table that he had zoned in on made a a, a, a difference to the rest of the armies later on. So you know we went, we let in with hey these tables are important. Some point we'll tell you why and what they do, and that these areas are important. Some point some point we'll let you know what it is, but. We did heavily infer heavily. what might, we, you yes. know, so. And you know what? There's there's two kinds of people in the world. Those who can glean information from an incomplete sentence and those. Pretty much. So. <laughs> and because I'm I'm one of the first, I you didn't have to finish that sentence and I, I worked it there out. There you go. Good yeah. job. Yeah. Thanks. So, so how did, we, we walk into round three, the Axis have got that lead. What happens? Uh, they finished the job very thoroughly. They Heavily in part did. to actually the objective tables. There was a yeah. virtual draw. There was a definite draw in zone B, straight up 24 to 24 points. Zone A was a 22 to 18 edge. But the two remaining objective tables, because we had to take some of them out, because we could only allow them to play once on an objective table, the objective tables ended up being a twenty-two to six slight. Ooh, Big wow! Smash. And now again, remember the objective tables was affording an additional plus three to their team points because there wasn't a fourth round for the effect to take place. Sure. And that finished off with an axis total of two hundred and four points to an allied total of one hundred and sixty, and clearly defining our tournament as an early war tournament. <laughs> mid-1941 yeah <laughs> very much so basically all right congratulations axis players yeah that was well done on you guys like i so to, to kind of step back I, there was some interesting stuff that i had not seen or, or what i didn't expect was uh the, the round one allies on the objective tables where they super stacked the objective tables round one like I feel like they put all four of their best players on the objective boards the first round. I certainly felt like, and maybe Jeff can attest to this, that they worked out which objective tables they really wanted to secure and and worked hard to do that. Agreed. They had a plan. They they surely did. It was uh, I, I it didn't necessarily work out super well for them, but yeah, so they had they had John Stentz, Eric Hagen, uh, Eric with the K. And then Jesse is, is was the was their objective tables in round one. Oh, actually, so they they won three of the four, the first they, round. Eric Hagen lost the colors to Ian, who ended up. Well, we'll get to the awards later, but um, who ended up being pivotal. Yep. Right. Yeah. So, uh, do we? Yeah, maybe we just go through awards right now, and then we can talk about some of the other things or learnings we got from this. Actually, um, before we get to the awards, there were two things that. I remember seeing that I found rather hilarious. Um, the first was um, was the Goliath 
that rolled up oh, underneath the Pershing and blew the crap out of yeah, it. Yeah, hilarious. And you came over and told all of us, and we're like, someone brought a Goliath. And it was, <laughs> was, that, was that Matt? <laughs> it was Matt. Okay, yeah. Matt against Eric Hagen. It's like, he, he and, you know, I, I was like, I saw the uh, Goliath to begin with because he, um, he fought on the bridge, and he kind of rolled it up. And he first of all, he asked, you know, can I use this to attack a unit? And I'm like, yeah, it's a single hit. And it just completely, it didn't do anything. But then Eric comes around and he's like, what is this Goliath thing? And then the other thing was when both of these happened to Hagen, actually. Dave, <laughs> he's uh, one of those guys. <laughs> yep. He really is. Dave, Dave, Dave chased after his machine gun cheap with a bunch of cavalry oh, horses yeah. and swords. <laughs> Absolutely hilarious. Yeah. Also, in that Get same game, that same game that happened to, to Eric Hagen was that they had gotten the the bombardment, and Dave rolled all sixes on all six oh, or seven. Oh, that units. was hilarious! It was it okay. So it was kind of mean the first three dice, and then he's like, "I'm sorry about this, man. I'll change dice," and he kept rolling sixes for the <laughs> remaining four units, and it's just like. Okay, the first three is like, wow, that's just really bad luck. He changes the dice and keeps going. It's like, okay, now it's just getting funny. Yeah. And he was actually a really good sport about that whole thing, at least outwardly anyway. It was a very good sport about it. He might have been crying on the inside. He he might have been crying a little bit on the inside. But I've never seen a bombardment hit a sixes on every single unit on the table. That was just... Ridiculous. Especially with the dice change in the middle, which is like, are you... What are the odds on that? And I'm sure Dave could probably rattle off and tell me what the odds actually were, but that was Don't crazy. Don't ever tell me the odds. Yeah. There was um, Kevin Bruins' forward air observer in the first oh, game. God. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Called it a play both times, and uh, it just that. blew up his own both troops. Both times rolls a one. Yeah. We we're did, like, we did tell yeah, him go ahead. Could, we did tell him he could, he could shoot his own air observer if he wanted yes. to at that yeah, point. Yes, so we, we did tell him. It's totally fair. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah there's just it was there was a lot going on it was a lot of fun to watch so yeah um yeah i don't know if there's anything else you want to talk about that or maybe we, we want to go into awards now sure that, that was right. just some of our really fun highlights that we had observed going around yeah. too so i well overall like it was super like maybe we'll just go to this because we you're kind of to compound on what you just said dale is that we it was really fun for us to get to watch a lot of these games, and I feel like we watched, you know, what is that, 36 super fun games. Like, yep. we got to walk around and see everyone having a good time, and I was I was very excited to see that. Just just 30. Oh, 30, excuse me. Yeah, there were not. Yeah, that's right. But you, you know what I'm saying. Like, right. And, and math is hard. For me, this is, this is the first time I'd actually had sat on the TO side of things and, and you know, players asking questions throughout and it was kind of weird that you know no matter what i say i'm right <laughs> <laughs> that's it's like, right right because that, that's the thing that the to's answer is final and that's that's all there is to it and but you know as they for, fortunately were asking questions that were right in my wheelhouse and i'm very good about remembering the question the rules in the book when i'm not playing a game right, right. when i am playing a game i seem to want to remember them in my favor much more than when I'm just an observer, like at the club or whatever. In this case, it's just like, oh, nope, it's on this. Can, where's that in the rules? Oh, here, let me grab your book. And just flip it open and show it to him within, you know, like 10 seconds. Like, oh, okay, thanks. And I walk away, I'm like, how the hell did I remember that? Yeah. I know that feel, bro. <laughs> it's kind of nice. It is. Yeah. Yeah, there were, you know, it, but again, to expound on that a little bit, is that there were a fair number of questions, but I don't feel like 
there was only like one or two where I was really confused. And we had one scenario where someone didn't read the packet correctly. And if they have, they probably wouldn't have done what they did. But we were having a tough time actually figuring out intent. And the guy was, the, the guy, Kevin, we'll, we'll call him out because he was, he was being a really good sport about it. Um, you know, was trying to talk him, you know, trying to figure out how it would have worked out otherwise. And they tried to kind of like backpedal a little bit. But they called us over to try and help them figure it out, and I think Dale and I were both kind of scratching our heads, going like, "Well, well, they ended I don't know, up. How calling, do you guys want to deal with it?" I was there at first, and I said, "I said, should have done that, dice it." And then yeah. they didn't like my answer apparently, and called you guys over. <laughs> they wanted they're, they're to really lucky they didn't apparently. call Jeff over because Jeff was said, "Well, you're fucking stupid. Don't do that." <laughs> yeah, kind of, kind of. Well, I mean, in my mind, it was thinking that a little bit like well why didn't you read the packet it tells you not to do that but um yeah it was just like well how do we how do we reconcile this problem so that both of you are happy and that was really the tricky part it was like i don't want either one of you to be pissed off about this but really i don't want to have to figure this out for you you ran the unit off the table it's over but no we i think and kevin was a good sport so they figured it out kind of i mean i think dale finally helped him figure it out to the point where they were both happy so um that was my only other one that was like super super like huh what are we going to do here otherwise well, just normal rules questions the one i got a lot and i don't remember if there's the second scenario i think it probably was is where you had the first wave and you had observers and spotters and stuff like that yes. people seem to be really confused about this one and so the rule is that if you have a unit that has a spotter, or if you have a sniper or a fort observer that is in the first wave, they are deployed prior to first turn as per the normal deployment rules, which is on their table half. And I had that question multiple times in there. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. that's, and I double checked, I read it just before tonight, and like that is exactly what it says. It is prior to turn one, they have their deployment rules. If they are in reserve, they do not get their special deployment rule. Right, right. But as long as in that first wave, similar to the Rangers lead the way. Yeah, yeah they, they, they get that too. If they're in the first wave prior to turn one, they get their special advance. Yep. Yeah. So I think a lot of people forget that first wave is not a turn. It is. Oh, I suppose it is. First turn is, but there's stuff that happens prior to the first turn, which yeah. led to the confusion. Right, mm. because these observer spotters and and you know and snipers get this special deployment prior to the first turn. Sure, if they are in that first wave. Yeah, and I'm and I'm, and I'm really mad that somebody didn't know their Goliath rules. Because mm. I mean, everyone has one, right? Well, well don't leave leave the Goliath <laughs> at home. It's not as cool no, as you think. No, it seems really cool, but it's not that cool. It, it blew up a Pershing, so more power to him. It on, paid on its points for the weekend. It's, it's actually quite good, I mean, if you can get the rule, at blowing up yeah. buildings. Right. Yeah, we also poo-pooed the nubble warfare because the we nubbles. didn't understand oh, those rules. Oh, yeah, so. we yeah. missed those yeah. rules big time. I think, I think everyone changed their mind this weekend because there were like there had to be at least third, three nubble warfers there. So yeah. we we had all kind of, and more than just us, I think everyone else I had talked to had kind of collectively thought that, so the, the target's a unit, it rolls its whatever, and it has to hit a six every time. But once it does, every unit within six inches of that 
gets hit too. You, right. you roll a d6 for every unit within six inches right. and see if you hit it. Right. You but pick that's a target. not the case. Yeah. But, yeah, the rules actually say you pick a target and then you measure and every unit within six inches also gets a roll at it, no matter, even if the first one isn't hit. Right. right. So you've difference. got pick a target and it happens to be centered with four other units within six inches of it. That means you're rolling five dice and one of those yep. units is probably going to get hit. Yep. It's going to get his nebbles worked. Or if you're Dave, yes. they all get hit. <laughs> I think he only does that with a, a preliminary bombardment. So. I hope it stays like that. God. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, because if you worth nebbles all day with that thing, <laughs> that would be that'd be gross. Well, so not that anyone had one, but the land mattress does the same thing. I think we kind of poo-pooed the land mattress too, but in, in hindsight, maybe we won't ever do that again because those are incredibly powerful for the dirt-ass cheap price that they are. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I feel like, you know, other than some minor rules, we didn't have a lot of crazy stuff go on. Right? No. It, it went yeah. off really well, I thought. So yeah. Yeah. I feel like everyone had a good time. We'll I had fun. hear otherwise later. We, I think we all had fun as a group. Like, as, I think we all agree that TOing was actually very rewarding in a very different way, but it was still very fun. Yep. Mm-hmm. Very and tiring. I was, was, I was gonna say I was I was just as tired as if I had played three games. Yes, I think I was actually more exhausted. I don't know why, but I felt it. But, um, so yeah, let's go into awards. Let's let's talk about who did well. Well, actually, before we do the awards, do we want to thank our sponsors? <laughs> sure, we can do Taylor's that. Now. Not going to let you get to awards. Right? Sorry. <laughs> no, he doesn't want he doesn't want to get into that. No, so we yeah, well that'll, that's that'll be the end of the uh, that'll be the end of the podcast. So let's let's sure, the, sure, uh, let's sure. pay the commercials. Pay the let's pay the bills, as they say. Pay the bills. Yeah, pay the bills. So, so, source guess. Comic and Games, who did a fantastic job with prize support for us. Thank you, Source. Thank you, Source. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Osprey yeah. Publishing, who also did a fantastic job. Thank you, continu- Thank you, Osprey. And continues to support this podcast yeah. down the road. Hopefully. In intangible ways. We love you long time. Woo-hoo. We like that very much. Uh, Warlord Games. Thank you, Thank you Warlord. Warlord. And and John and our, our buddy over there, John Russell, who we need to get our Golden Dog Tag winner to, which I'm sure you have his contact information. We'll get to that at the end of this. Probably already won three other ones. Uh, two. Two. This two other. Number three. <laughs> only, okay. maybe. only two. Only two other ones? Okay. Uh, and then we've also got uh, Zolk, our fan- Thank you, Zolk. fantastic friends up in Quebec. Hey. Had a few um, folks ask me um, who I purchased those buildings from. So yeah. I think there were more than a few. I think there were a lot, yeah. There were quite a few. They are like, yeah. whoa, that's a really cool-looking table. Kudos, Zolk. Your table got a lot of notice. It yeah. certainly did, and I did take some really good close-up pictures that I will be sending to Cedric so that he can get that set to his gallery. Yay. And then we've also got GC Minis. Thank you, GC Minis. Thanks, Alan. <laughs> uh, and I feel like I'm missing I'm missing one somewhere in there. Yeah, oh, we're God. terrible people. Dice of War. We also Dice, yep, Dice, Dice of War. war. Dice of yeah. War. Yeah. Thank you, Dice of War. Really, really flushed out all of our uh, our little um, auction kits that were pretty good packages. And we also did get some late breaking support from Dreamers that got dropped into our winners envelope. Yep. So yep, yep. We did. Thank you, Dreamers. And I think yeah. somebody was it Shadowcraft Miniatures dropped off some gift cards too. That's, That's right. Yep. That was the the company out east. Uh, Georgia, I thought, wasn't it? Was that at east? Is Georgia more south than east? I always call Georgia south, but you know. Well, Rocky would know. He's from there. Right. We'll have to ask Rocky. 
you know, official sure. geographical opinion. Yeah. Okay. Anything else, Dale? Well, let's just let's just go ahead since since you mentioned the sponsorship. <laughs> uh, yeah. We were able to raise nearly three hundred dollars in cash and toy donation for the Toys nice. for Tots Ooh. program. Thanks, guys, so for um, very good. all that you brought and contributed. Yeah, that was, that was very nice. Thank you Putting very much. Cats that cat toys that poop. That, that was, was probably the most unique and disturbing toy all at the same time I have ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah. Leave it to Fensky to bring something like that. Yeah, that figures that was him. One. Yeah. No, it's perfect for, for one of our players. It is. Like, right up his alley. Yep. So, so for those awesome. that have never seen this, apparently it's this toy that it's a cat that you feed it these little pellets, and then apparently sometime later it will poop these same pellets back oh, out. You have to walk it. Oh, you have, you have to walk, walk it first. You, you have to I, walk I it. I didn't spend that, time, it, that much time reading it. Sorry. And then, you, and then it poops those pellets out, and then you pick them up and you feed it to them again later. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> so much like a real cat, with except for the walking part. Yeah, <laughs> right. With the with a leash, no yes. less. Yeah, it, yeah. So, like, yeah. all right. Let's, yeah. let's no longer uh, let's no longer gild the lily and get to these awards, huh? Gild let's go. Yes, let's do it. All right. So we already said the Axis one, so we got that one out of the way. Yes. Yay! The Axis one. Job. So Yay, our history. overall winner. We want to do that one last. Yeah. Let's do that one last. All right. Let's go. Let's go with my favorite one. Our Bob Hope USO Tour, which is the best, this is the best sportsman. Yep. Mm-hmm. And this one actually came down to a tiebreaker, a four-way tie. And the way you do tiebreaker the best sports is whoever of them had the most battle points because obviously beating their opponent was fun for them. And that came down to our clubmate Kevin. Good job, Kevin. Nice job, Kevin. So, former uh, out-of-breaker guy, so you wonder how much better he would have done if he hadn't been such a good sport in that first round one way or the other. Take that as you will. Yeah. He was a good yeah. sport. He could have lost points that way. He could have picked up battle points. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, also, our best painted award, or since we're here in Minnesota, we like to refer to that as the Aurora Borealis. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. That went to Nick Fenske. Who received received a landslide of eight votes? Yeah, yeah super sweet job. Man. I mean, so his, yeah, so his stuff the, is really the cool. combo of the beautiful miniatures and the display board just really not. Yeah, the display board has probably put it over. Just, his yeah. stuff is beautifully painted. I would just want to call out that we call it best painted, but ours was a voted system, right? Yes. We just had everyone players pick up choice, players, players choice, choice, yeah. players choice is a good term. We don't we don't yeah. judge things ourselves because no, Oof. oh dear lord, we don't. <laughs> yeah, and just, we don't like that kind of pressure. Right, all right. Nick has won before, but he he does keep adding new stuff to it too, so he keeps yep. it fresh. Yep. Yeah. Pro exactly. tip, by the way, display board happens to win that particular award quite a bit. Very nice display it board. Helps. I don't think I've ever seen a non-display boarded uh, army ever win that particular award. Fair point. No, that I can think of. Seems to help a lot. Yeah, there's not a whole lot that really says my army looks fantastic when it's sitting on a McDonald's food tray. Yeah. Doesn't really typically. sell the theme a little bit. Well, unless it's clowns and burglars yeah. and big, French big shoes fries. and French fries. <laughs> uh, oh, I see him running around with a ketchup puma. Ketchup puma. Oh, Jesus, <laughs> must have been behind. Yeah. So yeah, the yeah, other yeah. thing, again, we don't like to judge and put points out, so we left this to player voted. Uh, we'll go with the 
the Access Veteran Award, which is a player-voted award. Um, the, the first thing I want to call on here is that there were three Access players who didn't even cast a vote. Ooh. And I'm not sure. I mean, a couple of them that I was talking to while they're waiting for games to finish up were like, well, I'm not sure who's my veteran. I haven't seen the results yet. I don't know what's going on. And I'm like, this was... Well, what do, how, how did we ask them to vote for this so people understand what it actually is? Ooh, that's a good question. So my understanding was is whoever on your team you thought uh, n- maybe not necessarily performed the best, but maybe had that pivotal game where they said, nope, I will take this and I'll, I'll hold it down and, and, and made the difference for the rest of the team. Or maybe it was someone who really got you guys organized well enough and you know put your aces in the places, so to speak. And that's kind of what we're right. looking for. Sure, whichever player you felt personally, based off of whatever criteria you wanted, contributed the most to the overall, you know, right. victory or march towards victory. I'll, I'll read you exactly what the vote form said so you can... Cause they well, that's them, not going to work for us. Well, write in, the, write, in the gen, write in the general that you feel most helped turn the tides of battle for your side. It does not need to be the player with the most points. There you go. It's, it's as vague as I wanted to be. I wanted to keep it <laughs> open, open-ended for them to figure out. And apparently, some of them vague was shrug and not fill it in. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a different that. thing, you know. It's it's a different thing. We're asking people to vote but, for. So. I yeah. would like to point out that all of the allies players did cast a vote. Thank you, allies. Yeah, well, I, they didn't sponsor and, us. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do want to. I, I think we'll we'll adjust this next year because I feel like that is kind of true that nobody because you're basically voting on your first two rounds. Then your third round doesn't seem to matter as much, which is kind of disappointing. Well, so, that's okay. We'll have we'll have five rounds next year. So, no. twenty rounds. That's, twenty. 16. Twenty rounds. It's all week. Six, Four. Sixty-nine. Week long. Four. Oh my god, I'd be exhausted. Play one a day for a month. It's just it's it's just going to be one, except it's one big board that takes up three quarters of the room. Oh boy, it, it's going to be an all 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 versus all, right? Yeah, yeah, it's just one big game. Yeah, Oof. it's going to be squad level. You'll have a squad of twelve guys and a dice for each one of those guys. Go. Well, I think we've ex- firmly abstracted all that. I'm exhausted already. <laughs> and then, so just uh, also to kind of talk about that player's choice of vote that we we talked about. Um, we left it kind of open-ended as well. So here's the wording that we use for the vote on that is right in the army that you feel best represents bolt action. It should be a well-painted, it should be a well-painted army has a great theme. It would be an army that you would love to take home with you. I like it. Yep. So it's kind of like the, the army that you think is the coolest. Yeah. It's really what we're going after. So, yeah. Something that makes you want to play bolt action. Yep, right. Exactly. And I like that as, as the veteran as well. It's someone that makes you want to play bolt action. Exactly. I think we just need to figure out how to better vote for it, but we'll uh, yeah. we'll we'll figure that out in the near future. Um, I've got some ideas. It, we could just as easily have a debriefing after the last game, the ten minute debriefing. So, um, but we'll figure it out. There's all right. There's so lots we'll, of different ways. We'll go into the actual award then. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So for the Axis veteran was Ian. Well done. Yeah, he, well done. he actually he pulled down a total of three votes, three votes, and right in behind him was Paul G, who had two votes. So, yeah. And again, you know, the, to attribute the votes, there was three who didn't vote. So I mean, those two guys got the votes. They obviously were doing something. 
So it's 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 really tight. That's that's for sure. Totally. What was the name of the Axis Veteran Award? Uh, that was the Hail Me. <laughs> We're the only ones that crack up every time we hear it. And, so. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. It should be, it should be one of those names that's really funny the first time you hear it and gets less and less funny each time you say it. <laughs> yeah. Then why do we it's still, still laugh? Okay. Yeah, we're still okay. So that, that, um, that pulls us on to the, the Allied Veteran. Also, allied, yeah, allied. A, that's a van company. Right? Allied, it could be. <laughs> yeah, Allied. Allied. <laughs> <laughs> uh, allied. It's getting late. Yes. The Allied veteran. Yeah, yeah. I said it again. There you go. There you go. Uh, so we had three people who were voted in on this one. Uh, we had we had Stephen who had two votes, which I, I found is very interesting considering that. Uh, uh, where he ended up in the rankings that he actually had two votes. I thought it was very interesting and kind of along the lines of what we were thinking this should be for. Uh, we also had our clubmate Jesse Thomas who had three votes, just one step over and, you know. Then, of course, you've got Mr. John Stentz who took the other five votes mm-hmm. and won yeah. that award. He kind of was leaps and bounds ahead of everyone as far as kicking some serious tail. So. Well, he yep. seems to be that as soon as he shows up at the table, regardless if you're playing yeah. him or watching him. Yep. I mean, he's already, like, if you're just coming to watch his game, he's already thought of all three comments or questions you're going to have halfway through the game. We'll answer them for you before you can ask him. He's prepared. He is, yeah. he is that far ahead of stuff. Yeah. And what's um, what did we name this award? I think we all like this one the best. We call this the I'm Like Ike. Yeah. yeah. Probably the best one. Yeah, that's that's a pretty cool name. I think that yeah. order definitely stick around. So, and then we had uh, the Golden Dog Tag based on the Warlord sponsorship, which went to the player with the most battle points, and that was, again, John Stentz, who had 31 yeah. of 33 possible, and we call this award the Full Monty. Yay. <laughs> Way to go, John. Congratulations. Nice job. Well played. So, uh, yeah, we'll have, I'll get, uh, his information into John Russell. I'm pretty sure they've got his address from having one bug eater, and I think he won Operation Sting as well. Is that I the other he one did. he won? I think so. Sounds yeah. right. Sounds about right. Probably. Or, and or whichever tournament he entered, I guess. I don't know. I, yeah, I think it was Sting. Doesn't matter. He's got it now, so. Yeah, we'll we'll make sure that everything gets situated with John. So as, as um, best we can. Yep. As well as Snafu can manage. So uh, yeah, overall, I feel like we ran a very successful tournament. There were a lot of great guys showed up. No no turds. So we didn't have anyone flip a table. Nope. There were a couple times where no, I thought, everybody was super cool. Yeah. Everyone was super mm-hmm. cool. I would have been Not really pissed if they'd flip one of my tables. Been really well, there might have been a few. Yeah, a few discussions, but it just came down to, well, I don't necessarily agree with that. And then yeah. they played on, so. No, I was thinking more just along the lines of shitty dice rolls than anything else. That would have been the only reason I saw anyone flip the table. Yeah, I mean. There was some, we just saw some pretty bad luck out there, so. That happens yep. to all of us, so. Yep, that's part of the game. That's why you keep yeah. playing. Yeah. And, you know, if you're, if you're taking one for the team, then hopefully the rest of, rest of your guys, their luck is, is swinging around, so. Yep. You know, it's, you're not just playing for yourself. There's there's a, a bigger thing happening. Totally. Yeah. So, so any, any takeaways or thoughts for building forward on this one, guys? 
I'd like to do it again. Is that a thing? I think we all looked at each other and said, yeah, yeah this is a thing, and we'd like to continue doing it. So uh, expect I, to see I think we'll continue future. for now under the umbrella of Renegade Open. I believe so. There's a lot of benefit to that for <laughs> sure. Yeah, Alex and Rose. <laughs> yeah, I, I like <laughs> they, they keep I out like, of the rain. I like not having to do a lot of the heavy lifting that they do. Not like, right. Not to say we couldn't. Right. We're not. A, it's just a hell of a yeah, lot we're easier. Not in, if you'd made the meetings, yeah, there was some stuff in there. Yeah. Yeah. I should have gone to some of those meetings. I'm sorry. Thank you, Pat, for yeah, thank doing you, Pat. all of that work. Yeah, definitely. That's, that's why I'm here. So, no, that's not I why think, you're here. You don't it? have to be the only one that does do that. I went to a meeting. Yeah, you were there one. Rick made one. Two. No, I didn't ever make me one. Me too. You made a walkthrough, and then you also made oh, one. Oh, I made the yeah, you made one right. of them. Oh, the I made the walkthrough. Yeah. That's different. Yeah, that's not, yeah, no, it's not the same. Um, as far as next time, we're talking about maybe how many we could do this with. Um, yep. Could we make it more than just a one-day three-game tournament? Um, that's kind of, I think, what we're bouncing around now. We'll see. We'll be looking for feedback from everybody. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's going to be up. To, a lot of that's going to be up to the players and what they're willing to do. Right. We'll see. Right. Um, well, there's you, there's two things I weighed against that, and and, yeah. and I know we've talked to them at length, and that is, okay, so the draw to come to Minneapolis from wherever you are for a day is probably kind of low. The other side of that is, you know, as this Renegade Open starts to grow and you've got other things to do there, the the, the painting classes, the sessions, the, the vendor's hall, and the, and the time to do other things, maybe even explore the local area, is do you want your entire two, three days that you're here booked end-to-end gaming? Yeah. So I think that's kind of the, the ideas that we're kicking around and, and, and trying to think through at this stage. Yeah, we'd like to grow the event and have and make it attractive for more people to come from farther away with different options to to do things. All right, and without sacrificing maybe what we've been able to accomplish up to now. Yep. So, so Jeff, sounds like you got your work cut out for you. No problem. Uh, Sixty people go. Sure, no problem. <laughs> Let's not put out numbers <laughs> like that yet, Pat. No problem. Come on, man. Sorry, you did gotta... I say people? I meant tables. No problem. No, shut your mouth. I got this covered. <laughs> no. I'll hey, Rick, this. you have to do 50 of them. Yeah, you cover the logistics. Nope, I, got, I, I got the scenarios. No problem. You cover the logistics. Okay. I'm on board for 30 people, uh, four games over two days. So here is the prophecy portion of our episode. Ooh. Right. If you made it this far into our this you episode. Get the, you get the Sears crystal. I'll get the magic eight ball. Yes. We'll see. We'll see where we end up, guys. We obviously are in already discussion to some extent with uh, with the guys that run Renegade to basically say we are going to be ne- back next year. How how that takes shape or form is kind of at the whim of Renegade still too. So yep. you know they have to plan their space accordingly, and we are given whatever space we can get. Yep. So we don't plan on overtaking 40k just for the record this year. This next year, year either. It, it does help that we sold out almost instantly. So, you know. They, they definitely were pretty damn excited about that. You get too big, we're not going to sell out right away. But Right. Well, it, and we also we also continued to sell out even as ad drops came in, too. <laughs> That's true. That's true. And and then we're we ended we're up, nothing if not sellouts here. And then, and then we ended up exactly where we <laughs> that started. That is the which truth spoken was, there. Which I thought was the beauty <laughs> of it all is that we, you know, we upped it to 24 and we had 
ups and downs, ups and downs, and we ended up at 20 anyway. So, And that goes back to the players. So yep. um, really, thanks a lot for coming out, guys. We yeah. had a lot of fun. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it as much yep. as we did. Yeah, and for those that were there, we will be sending out surveys for you yes. in the near future. And, and I'll continue to drum up as much prize port as I can. I've got an extra five months this year to do it. So, Right. Yeah. We'll see what I can't pull together. I think people were very excited about the raffle prizes that they yeah, I, that they had. I would like I would like to hear some feedback on that. If they thought it was kind of cool to have those things bundled together in one thing, or if they'd rather you know have a chance at winning multiple smaller things, you know, because we've seen it done both ways, and we've we we kind of talked about that too. Is that you know do you do multiple little things throughout the course of the tournament, or do you do all the little things at the end, or do you do it the way we did, which was themed prize packs and just a few of them and you know go for it so yeah i think i think not to say that you know i'm not trying to undersell the fact that we've got like 300 dollars worth of stuff or you know dollars and toys for toys for tots but it might have contributed we might have gotten not to say that we want to do this to our players either we may have gotten more if we made it less attractive to pick just the thing that you really wanted in hindsight you 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 like metrics? You know. Here's the metrics. Yeah. We had $1,000 in MSRP and we raised yep. under 300 in return. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of bang for a buck. So, which is sad, but we, you know, whatever. It's all right. And that, it's our that first was just year. A prize. We'll work better. And then, you know, we had the, we had the actual awards for the players. Yep. Which, you know, I think we kind of talked about it, and we had the five awards. And in my mind, I think all those five awards are equally as important as the rest of them, you know. And so the awards were the same for them. Yeah. Give or take. Sure. We'll crunch some numbers right. on it for next year. We Absolutely. Will, there's, like like we said many times here, we will, we will only try and improve on what we did this year. And I think we are, we're objective enough to see where we may have, you know, missed the mark a little bit and we'll, we'll adjust. Yep. Pretty straightforward. Yeah. And if not, we're going to do it that way anyway, so. Right. And and you're going to like it. Exactly. Or you're or you're not and you're still going to like it. I don't really care, I guess. Um <laughs> hang on. At the so end of the day, they're either going to Rick didn't apologize and said whatever. I love it. Yeah, I like love it. it. I like it. It's it's turn around. It's getting late. Yeah, exactly. It's late. It's going to be a long day tomorrow. Um I have nothing else. I appreciate all that my other Stanfu guys did for this as Same. well as all yeah. of the players so hey thank you yeah all. well done guys yeah. we yes. are a very well meshed team that's for damn sure yep we seem to fill in each other's gaps pretty well that's oh easy there <laughs> <laughs> easy i mean there. we i got nothing i can't say that without <laughs> sounding dirty in some respects so i'm going to stop trying um yeah we we Compliment each other well. There we go. There, there you go. go. That's well. a little bit that, better. That sounds better. That sounds much All right. less. Um, yeah. So we will be back. I think the next episode we will be doing is the Italians. Correct That's me correct. Wrong. Avanti. All right. What? Uh, Avanti. Yeah. You oh, get there Italian go. out there, right? Come on. I don't. Pizza. I, yeah. Spaghetti. There we go. <laughs> All right. We've offended them and we haven't even done the episode. Tomatoes aren't even native to Italy. <laughs> don't tell them that. Shh. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll be back hopefully in a few weeks. Um, maybe I'll be here. Maybe I won't. We'll see. I, we, we, I'm having my wife's having a baby, so we'll see when when this recording happens. So, uh, Pat, you want to leave us out? 
there we go. This is Snafu, over and out. Reese, this is the one time we told you you could say Operation Snafu over and out, and you didn't even do it. it. Way to go. You told me that? God, you're the worst. (laughs) 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 All right, good night, guys. Night. Oh, Lord. You got to be positive. You got to accentuate the positive. What you mean by that, man? You got to accentuate the positive feeling. Minus the negative, latch on to the affirmative. Don't mess with Mr. In Between. You got to spread joy up to the maximum. Bring gloom down to the minimum. Have faith or pandemonium liable to walk upon the scene. To illustrate my last remark, Jonah in the well, no in the eyes. What did they do just when everything looked so dark? Man, they said you gotta accentuate the positive healing. Mine the negative. Latch on to the affirmative. Don't mess with Mr. In-Between. No, do not mess with Mr. In-Between. You gotta accentuate the positive healing. My negative latch on to the affirmative don't with Mr. In-Between. They got to spread joint up to the maximum. Green glue down the minimum. Look out, Jack. A pandemonium life to walk upon the scene. To illustrate. Well, demonstrate. My last remark. The floor is yours. What did he say? Don't yell at me Just when when everything looks so dark Man, they said you got a sense To wait for the evening But if the negative That's gone The affirmative Don't mess with Mr. In-Between No, don't mess with Mr. In-Between to spread joy up to the maximum keep Mr. In-Between, unquote, don't mess with Mr. In-Between, you got to spread joy, up to the maximum, maximum. you got to spread joy, up to the maximum, you got to spread joy, up to the maximum, you got to spread joy, up to the maximum, you got to spread joy, up
got to keep gluing down, down to the minimum. 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 You got to accentuate the positive healing and eat the negative latch on to the affirmative. Don't mess with Mr. In-Between. Take Noah. In the way. Take Jonah. In the ark. What did they say? What did they say? Don't mess with Mr. In-Between.